cheapest basement. Hey, what's going on? It's your boy, Lil Dicky. Shout out Mike Sweeney, Sweeney. Yo, what's up? This day's low. Y'all know y'all gotta stay down until y'all come up. Don't ever give up. I'm with Mike Sweeney. We on Keep It in the Basement. Know the questions, the right questions to ask because you're asking questions from a fan perspective. The reason you said that you're able to talk to your favorite artists for an hour, it's not that you're able to talk to them for an hour. If you're able to listen to them for an hour, you have to confront and be aware of your fears. Then you do what you just said. You you literally can expose yourself to them to realize it's not as bad as you as you thought it was. Don't take no for an answer. Learn the business. Have balance. Education and knowledge is key. Uh, stay persistent and make sure that you love it. You know. You know you'll do damn near anything for what you love. I've interned in almost every job I had. Not scared to like work for free. Like I did a lot of crap work. This week's episode is brought to you by Colt 45 and Bananas, Breakfast of Champions. Hey, what's going on? This is Tay, the former co-host of Keep It Basement with the Sweens. I see the boy Sweens done blew up without me. You are tuned in to Keep It Basement and keep it locked here. Yeah. More fire. Come on, man. I'm too Hollywood for this podcast. Yeah, I heard you tried to get bitches to the crib. That didn't work, obviously. And then your bum-ass intern, very unreliable and unprofessional. <laughs> <laughs> makes sense that makes perfect sense yeah he does those uh the edison the ones at edison what is it those conventions oh yeah yeah yeah, she, yeah. he interviews yeah. all those yeah. yeah she was she was in season one she was she uh she jumped on actually i met her at the last avn i filmed before that's awesome um i moved to florida and uh she actually i was wearing a, a white suit and we were in this after party she spilled red wine all over me are you serious yep yeah, why? Wow, that's crazy. That's funny. That's funny as shit. There's two of them. Yeah, I know, yeah. Sure. You know why I like Zapier so much? Zap- yeah, Zapier is the New York version of my best friend. 
He's the he's the the goon version of my best friend, just by voice. I it? hate Creepy my voice. Keep it basement podcast here with my co-host Tom Zappia, and we have KL Martin here, writer, producer, comic, whatever else you want to call yourself. Hello, yes. And yes. he's a giant black man. Yes. yes. With a <laughs> buttload of shit on his resume that we're going to talk about because. You know, Are you almost seven? That's what we're doing. Um, yeah, six, ten and a half. Damn. Told you. Damn. And a former professional basketball player. Yep. You, Jesus Christ. Been all over the place. He's been all over, what right? What do you think yeah. of the balls going to, was it Lithuania? Uh, I, there was a lot of people. We were talking about that the other day. Yeah. Uh, I try to explain. Lithuania and Australia are like what I call the, the blood sport countries, mm-hmm. where it's just a bunch of goons who happen to know how to dribble a basketball. And the ball boys are pampered west coast kids and they're getting they're not gonna they're not used to getting thugged and elbowed and 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 bloody noses they're playing against grown men like these men and lithuania when they said they're going to lithuania i'm like first and foremost from a personal standpoint you're not gonna have fun in lithuania (laughs) it's the worst country to go that and russia are the two places you should not go as your first foray out of the country you will hate your life. I feel like they did that though for like a marketing thing to like promote their basketball. Absolutely, because the balls are like kind of big here and controversial. Yeah, yeah, and and the thing is, it looks like Lavar is doing some coaching. Yeah. I, it just really? seems like it's they only get pizza. I heard Lonzo's having a kid now. Really? Yeah. It's it's they they they're trying to be the basketball versions of the the Kardashians, <laughs> which is I mean, if, for all ten purposes, you know, fuck the Kardashians, but <laughs> for what they're doing, yeah, it's it's. What they're doing, their reality TV. They got that show on Facebook. You know, Facebook's doing content now, so they, there's nothing they really can't do as long as. I just think only one of those two. I keep mess, mixing up. Who's the Me younger too. one? I don't know. The, I don't even know. Lamelo, right? Yeah, Lamelo's the Lamelo's the youngest one, right? And then Lonzo. Yeah. Lonzo's the oldest. So Lonzo's in the league. Lamelo's the youngest. He. And then there's another one. Mello, right? Yeah, Mello. I don't know. Or Jello. What? Well, yeah. Jello. <laughs> I honestly don't know. But the youngest one, he has potential. He's for sure. The 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 middle one, the one who got busted for stealing in China. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he needs to. He needs to probably, he'll probably stay over there for a little bit. I don't yeah, that doesn't, that's a good to comparison steal, to the Kardashians. LeVar Ball, LeVar Ball is Chris Jenner. Wait, there was a, you know, there's a basketball player. He was playing in like Germany or like one of those countries. He's from Metuchen. He's my my buddy. He's friends Fucking with him. Carl Anthony Towns is from Metuchen. Or he went to high school it, at uh, St. Joe's. No, who was he? He, went to, he played ball in Vermont. Oh, cool. Jersey gets a lot of everybody. Yeah, there's a lot. Man, you, God, man, there's Jersey's so many, up there for basketball so, recruits. Basketball-wise, it's very hard, especially in the last 20 years. Last 20 yeah. years, it's a name of player. He's yeah. One in three or four players are from here. Yeah. Kyrie Irving J. and all Smith. those guys. J.R. Smith. It's from uh, by Mammoth. He hangs out over there. Yeah. Yeah, Carl Anthony yeah, Towns. Yeah, those guys are... Shaq, There's so many, many basketball players that come out of this state. People think of New York, and then they think, oh, well, it's Jersey and New York. The same thing. No, they're not. And football, too. Football, too. Yeah. All right, well, why don't we... Well, let's take it around. Tell us about you went to Columbia High School, right? Yep. That's a very prominent high school in the state. Actually, yes. a lot of fucking yes. people came out of that high school. Yes, uh, Zach uh, Braff, Rob Schneider, Lauren Hill, that's I mean, crazy. Gordon Baker Bone, Gordon Baker Bone, really? Kale yeah. Martin, my I, friend Gracie Jean. We used to me and Gordon Roy used to get thrown out of classes because you knew of Gordon before this. Oh, we've met. I've known yeah. Gordon since I think eighth or ninth grade. Yeah, about that's the same crazy. age, right? Yeah, and yeah. then what happened was uh, I because I transferred into the school. And I was, I had gone from Jersey City and moved into Maplewood, and he had basically, he's from Newark, and then he moved into Maplewood. 
and we became really cool. Gordon's been that way and that size <laughs> since <laughs> I've known him. Alex <laughs> called him a big ass old, a big ass black baby last night. Wow, and I fucking died. When he did, oh my god, I lost my, oh, lost, I lost my, my mind. mind. But uh, yeah, he he used to get thrown out of class. In fact, they wouldn't let us graduate because this teacher, I'll say, her name is Miss Nardelli. She kept track of our detention hours from the time we got in there into her class. Until we were about to graduate, he had like 149 hours. I had like 100 and something, and they were they made they made us do janitorial work weeks before we were supposed to graduate in order to graduate. Savages. It, mind you, my coach was the principal, and he couldn't get us out. This woman wouldn't let it go. So That's yeah, we, I've known Gordon for a while. He's he's been that funny, if not funny. He's. Just at the peak of his funny right now, he I think yeah. he's gonna keep going up too. So that's good. And he just got fucking Car- uh, Caroline's March Madness. So hopefully that'll. How do you? Uh, do for him. You were, you did that. You did all that. How do you get on the set of Ballers? So that was How does by that work out? so that was by complete accident. Uh, I was down in Florida. I moved there for you know with a girl, and I was location scouting for some other projects. And one of the actual location scouts for Ballers was having the hardest time finding anything. And it's Miami. It's not that hard to find these things. So I, being a person who, you know, went to school in Fort Myers, I used to hang out in, Fort My- uh, in Miami a lot, I was helping them out. And I was doing that quietly for the first season. And then every uh, time they needed something new, and then finally they said, hey, you want to just want to keep doing this? This was before, sure. like, before the show started or yeah, first yeah. season? The first, this is before the show started for that first season. Damn, and they then, were having a hard time. They got yeah, rock, The Rock. Yeah, and, like, and The Rock, people don't know, The Rock really, really never wanted to, the show to leave. He wants everything to be in South Florida. He's from South Florida. He yeah, yeah, yeah. Pickup truck, coolest dude, hum, most humble dude I've ever seen. He's got his own production company. Yeah, he never wanted to leave Florida. And, um, but yeah, the first season they were having trouble. Not that they couldn't find it. It was just like they... For the look they were trying to, you know, outside of the beaches and stuff, he what was available to him, and um, it worked out. And then I kept helping them out, and it kept going until they moved. And then at that point, I started doing my own projects. But I'm super thankful for the opportunity. Like it was yeah, just it's a good risk. Yeah, yeah, it's sick. Yeah, it was. It was. It was amazing. So it, we've worked on a bunch of different shit. Basketball. Take us if take us from high school and then just go from there. Were you because were you doing ball just ball until you quit ball and started doing you know yeah, so you production and comedy and whatnot? Writing. So film. All right. So I got into film. I was I was always a writer. I actually sold my first script when I was nineteen. How do you sell the script if someone's listening? Like yeah. Pretty much. So it's basically the luck of the draw slash if you know someone. Everything's who you know. Yeah. And um, <laughs> what happened was I wrote a script. I actually recently found the original draft of that script called Augustine's Oval. It was a terrible, terrible script, but I rewrote it, and it was bought by a, a friend of mine from Wagner College. And then that person came back to me for something else. And I got my name out there, I did a rewrite, and suddenly he said, hey, I'll buy it. Okay, cool, that's great. So I was playing just basketball. I graduated from college. Um, I went to Wagner for three years, and then I would start doing a lot of writing and once I sold my first script at 19, I started doing more writing, but it wasn't any production stuff. Right. Um, and then probably my junior year, I started just kind of working, PAing stuff, uh, creating my own stuff, because I was really, I'm really big on not waiting for someone to tell me something's good. Yeah. If I write it, if, I, if no one wants it, I'm going to try to do it myself. Yeah. Um, did a couple of music videos, and then I transferred down to Florida Gulf Coast, Dunk City. Hell and yeah. that kind of, Changed everything. Changed basketball. It changed film uh, because down there, you know, I had a great team. They 
propped me up with some really, really, really ridiculously good players. Players that you that you wouldn't believe didn't make it overseas, and I did, which is really crazy. Um, so then I went from there to Germany. Wow. And it all over. And the that reason why I got it, that's another it's what you know. When my coach, he his one of his close friends was an agent. He saw me play once, came back during the season. He goes, You know you can play overseas and play basketball. I'm like, wait, what? Like in my head it was like, okay, I'm gonna, you know, graduate, I'm gonna be done. Yeah. If I play, I'll, you know, go to D League, which is, you know, absolute shit. And <laughs> I was like, wait, so you're telling me I can keep playing well and go away? He goes, Yeah. Okay, so at the end of the season, got me to Germany and you did three years at, at- I, I did three so years at Wagner and three years at Wagner and one year, one year at, at Florida? Uh, Gulf Coast. At, yeah. yeah, FGCU. The reason why was the reason why I was able to play immediately was because Florida Gulf Coast was still in their last year or the next last year of D two. Normally, you're supposed to I wait a year. Right, so right, right. I was like, I'm going to be a senior. No one's going to do that. My assistant coach at Wagner made sure I got in at uh, Florida Gulf Coast, and the rest of that is history. During that time, I started upping the writing, and I write even now, like crazy amounts. I love writing. But I also love cinematography and stuff like that. But I didn't go to school for it. So basically, thanks to good friends, I was thrown into the fire. So when I wasn't playing during the summer, or I was thrown on the set, you know, started as a PA, then a grip, and then someone let me be his camera assistant, and I was walking around with these guys and just asking a million questions. Yeah, this, I gotta do it. this giant black guy just hovering over him like a fucking shadow. <laughs> like, what do you have? Okay, cool. This is what we this. Alright, what about this? And it ended up paying off. Then I got to go overseas, and then went back to just writing. That's um, the funniest thing because he's a, he's six eleven, big mm-hmm. black guy, and he's trying to be low key behind the scenes, trying to learn everything. In the <laughs> and the thing <laughs> is, just, I'm, just picturing that's funny. I'm super. El- I'm elusive in that sense, where for a guy my size, which is probably the reason why I I played eleven years overseas, is yeah. for my size, I'm very fast, but I'm I'm very quick. I move, so you'll. I'll blend in. It doesn't have to even be dark. I can blend <laughs> in. Are you like a aren't like a basketball players rock stars overseas? They get paid good money too. Listen, you get paid really well, and they treat you like a king. And honestly, awesome. I almost the only reason why I came back was because of film. As I was doing it during the summer, each year I was doing more and more yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Right. And finally, I got offered uh, this uh, um, web series in L.A. And at that point, I had just moved to Vegas. And I was like, all right. Travel's helped him a lot. Yeah. Oh, travel, the perspective, like, honestly, like, I've lived, so I've, let's see, Germany twice. That's crazy. Germany twice, Austria twice. Austria's home for me. If I get, if I got kicked out of this country, I would be in Vienna in a heartbeat. Really? Between those two. Like, if someone were to say to me 10 years ago that the two places I feel comfortable with are Germany and Austria, that's what I would have called them fucking crazy. But I played in Austria twice. Germany twice, I was in Portugal twice, I played in South Korea, China, then I was in South America, then I was in Hungary. So, <laughs> I and all then, over the fucking world. Yeah, and then Hungarians what, are savages. Oh my god. I got I got I got family who are Hungarian. <clears throat> Man, listen, you want your liver tested, bro. They they the, kill animals they right in kill, front of you. They will like kill, I was in a village, he was like, "Are hey, you going some chicken?" I'm like, "Sure, whatever." He goes, oh, "I'll be right back." He walked outside. I'm like, "Where is he doing?" He's like, "You can go follow him." He knew what was going to happen. I walked outside, and I see his Grandfather just come up, Jesus. snap the chicken. Oh! And he's like, "You never seen that before? Uh, no. They're usually deep fried by the time I get them there." <laughs> and and, and um, he was, he, but it was uh, the perspective 
I got from all of that stuff was just kind of insane. It was kind of like every time I would come back, it was a different look at the country. Right. And actually, within the first four years, year five, I didn't come back. Year five, I was. That's my hung. I'm trying to picture my Hungarian cousin killing a chicken. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like he was like he snapped it, dropped in the bowl just like that. But it wasn't snow. That's the only difference. You come, all right, we're gonna defeather it. Wait, we're gonna do what? Pop, 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 pop. All right, guys, I, I can't handle this right now. I can't. Yeah, it's too much. That's but um, insane. he uh, the being over there and 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 I I think it was the year the volcano blew up in Iceland. I got trapped over there, so I couldn't come home. That's crazy. So That's I was so crazy. I found out that. Flying between countries is super cheap over there. So I'm like, all right, fucking, I guess I'm going to stay here. <laughs> and I started, I was, I was between, for two and a half months, I was between the UK, I have friends there, and Ireland. And if it weren't for pictures, I would have remembered nothing because I was just running around <laughs> partying and stuff like that. And then by the time I was able to fly, they were like, all right, you can go home. I was like, well, it's only two weeks. I might as well just go back to the country I was going to. And that was, and that was it. So, and then in between those summers, each year with BAFTA and all this other stuff, I was doing more and more production. And I really wanted to direct and write. Then I learned how to produce. And that's what kind of got me because I was the person who knows how to chase money. Being in front of people. You can put me in front of people. Something about being a six foot ten giant black guy in front of suited white people and it's like a magic trick. It's like, oh my God, you're so tall. I'm like, yeah, yeah sweet, cut the check. You know? <laughs> you know what else I think helps your curiosity? Yeah, that's the thing. I, I, I'm not, with the exception of maybe spiders, I'm not really afraid of much of anything. I was, if I'm in your culture or if I'm in your country, I'm going to try to adapt. You're, you're talking about money. Is it? You think it's passion over profit? I ask everyone this. For me, I love, I love creating. I yeah. love it. If I get paid for it, that's awesome. Yeah. But it's like the kind of the same way as, as basketball. I played basketball for free essentially for years. Yeah. And then finally someone said, wait, we're going to pay you to go to college essentially. We're going to pay you to play overseas. So it was like that passion paid off. Yeah. So the passion led to the profit. Yeah. And once the profit's there, now it's like, I like the profit a lot. That's what Schultz said, Andrew Schultz. Yeah, yeah. just like – once I got to that point, I was like, okay, that's that goes into the whole like, you know, unless it's for yourself, you never do something you're good at for free. Right. So it's like unless you created it. So I was doing that, and I got to that point. I was like, now, wow, someone's paying me to do this. You got to start somewhere, right? Exactly, you know? exactly. And there's a lot of people who get mad at people who do things for free in the beginning, but you know, that's how, yeah, you, that's get, how you build connections. That's how you build connections. That's how you get your foot in the door. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's not selling out or anything. How else? You know, what are you supposed to do? Yeah. You know. But, it's, like, um, it's like a Gary V motto. Yeah. Uh, Gary, man, I have a friend who worked for Gary V. Vaynermedia. He's yeah. from New Jersey, too. Yep. And that guy, man, he, he, you know, there are people who have an issue with him. And I'm like, that guy preaches. Like, you can't, there's so many things you can't worry about. I have uh, Trey Sauber. He practices what he preaches. Yeah, he practices everything he preaches. Like, Trey Sauber, I was talking to Trey today. He, uh, he does, like, uh, he does occasional Uber stuff. And what he'll do is actually do it. He Ubers a lot. And this woman canceled on a 45-minute trip. And he drove the extra eight minutes to just decide whether or not he was going to sit in front of the door and knock and curse her out. Like, why Why did you cancel the trip? I'm like, why does that matter? It's over. You just wasted $8 worth of gas to go tell this woman that you know, it's just like. Oh, she canceled before he left? Yeah, before he left. Oh, so yeah. I'm who like, cares? Oh, who cares? Like, you know, and, and, and in the end, it, like, he knows, like, for me, I'm really big on. The two things that you're always gonna have. There are people who are going to complain about anything. That's me. This is <laughs> you this podcast it, from all the stuff that I've listened to is great. Somebody's gonna find something wrong with it. Yeah. And as long as you if you care about that shit, it's never going to, you're never gonna get better. You listen to this podcast? Yeah. Yes, yeah. that's amazing. 
Oh, yeah. I sent him the link. I was like, oh, if you want right. to check it out. He sent me the link, and then I was like, oh, let me keep going. Alex back. was on an episode? You know, yeah. I know. And I kept going back. I was like, oh, man, this is pretty good. Yeah, well, Thank he, you. tell him what the hell happened. Everything that is on there now was just re-uploaded in the Long past month story or two. short, um, I started this out, radio show in college. Oh, cool. And I, and I put all my stuff on SoundCloud. So when you put stuff on SoundCloud, uh, I put like mob, like old hip-hop mixes mm-hmm. I DJ too. Okay. Uh, you get copyright infringements. Yeah, of So I had three, like in 2013, and a claim reappeared recently, right after I did the episode uh, with uh, Alex and you and Zapia, and they just fucking deleted my whole SoundCloud. And they haven't, I didn't have an issue for like five years, but since those three marks were on there, they don't take strikes away. Oh. They just deleted my whole shit. And I had like over 800,000 views because I would put like hip-hop mixes up back in the day, mm-hmm. and they'd blow up. Man. So it was a good formula when I'd put like comedian interviews like yeah. Alex, we'd get like 500 views a day. Yeah. So like because people were just so uh, n- like it was like they were like, already there because they're, they're, yeah. they're already clicking for yeah, stuff. Exactly. You know? Yeah, exactly. Right. So yeah, and little Dicky and yeah, I, I interviewed Charlemagne and everybody. So you really because yeah, I saw the names, I'm like, man, he got them before they blew up. Yeah, and that's perfect. It's like the same thing with you, like curiosity in a way. I was like curious how they made it, and what they're doing, and like it's so funny that people are all money hungry. All these people I interviewed who were successful, who have tons of money, it was all the passion that created the money. Yeah, exactly. They had that, to be passionate about it, then they made the money because they were good at it. Also broke go, in the middle of it. Yeah. Like Charlemagne. If you go, he was broken at 30. Yeah, he was broke seven around, years ago. Seven it's years not that ago. long ago. Yeah. You're telling me, yeah. He's never made yeah. good money until a couple years ago. Yeah, yeah, the thing is, what happens, if you go into anything creative looking for money, you're fucked. There's nothing. Oh, yeah. You can, God, yeah. You're, like, for example, like, so I just started doing comedy, but I've been yeah, writing... For comedians for close to eight years. Yeah, you're smart. So I've been writing it for a long time, and then Gordon was like, "Hey, why don't you just get up on stage?" And I yeah, got yeah, up yeah, on Tenth Street and yeah. stuff like that. I was like, "Okay, fine, I'll do it." I mean, makes writing harder because now I'm like, "Oh, here's the jokes that sound better coming out of my mouth," and then here, so it's made it a little difficult. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. the thing was, if I, if you're for a comedian, if you're doing this and you're doing it for the love of it, and you know what's gonna come you're going to be fine. But if you jump into comedy saying you're going to try to be a millionaire, you're in the wrong fucking business. Yeah. I mean, if you're writing for comedians, yes, I've made, a, I've made a very good amount of money off of being able to put in one-liners and tags and stuff like that. Yeah. But That's awesome. some people, they come in there and they're trying to be famous. You know, they see that stuff on TV. You see like Kevin Hart and stuff like that. Yeah. I'm not saying that's impossible. I'm just saying it's not plausible. Yeah. You come in there... If you love it, and then it'll turn into something. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. But yeah, when well, I just want to ask you: as you were writing and producing for a while. When when did you go to tenth for the first? When did you get on stage for the first time at tenth? Last, I think that was uh, July. July. La- July. July. So July. you know, seven months ago. Yeah. Well, that's not bad. I wanted to talk about before we switch topics. Uh, you you know Robert Green? He wrote the Forty Eight Laws of Power. Yep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. When I interviewed him, because I what happened was I lo- I had to re-upload all my interviews. So mm-hmm. I I, might, I said you know I'm gonna listen to everything again. Yeah, of course, let it play. So I was like telling him my story, what I want to do, and it's similar. Like you're doing the right thing because you're picking like certain things you're good at, like the producing, mm-hmm. uh, writing, comedy. He said to pick like four or five things and like go with it and see what one works out over time yep. that you're passionate about, not for the money. Yeah, yeah. And while you're other, you know, chasing your other side hustle and getting exactly. money. Exactly. You know? so, and 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 of those, because so I'm a writer first. Yeah. Uh, the producing is second. Yeah. I do a lot of photography and cinematography. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then comedy. Yeah. And the Just thing is, things. what happened over that time, you know, I I it was a lot longer of a list and then I started being able to pay the bills and do well with the writing right, then the producing because if you do too much you're, yeah you're, you could be a you know you could be a like jack of all trades master of none but yeah. you can be a master of some if you know how to focus that energy yeah so like for, for like the producing the reason why 
I get a lot of work from producing this because I'm willing to do, no one wants to do the hard work of producing because it's hard. That's, I don't care if it's music, I don't care if it's film. Doing that is hard. You have to have the patience and understanding to do so. Directing is, is up there as well, but directing, I think anyone who really cares about the craft can be a director as long as they're willing to pay attention to like the, sm- the finer things. Yeah. It's easier when you write because you know what you're writing you can direct. I've, written, I've probably directed as many things as I've written as I have for other people as well. So, but yeah, as long as you, have, you pick those things, once you find those things you're good at, whether it's two or three of those things, Run with it, mm-hmm. run with that, and then but don't go in there for money. You're not gonna. It's not gonna be outright for the money. That's I think that's the wrong attitude for anybody. Also, like yeah. me and Zappy, if we do too much on the table, we don't get anything done. It's like I don't. I, I, well, I, I barely like, do anything. I, try to do. I do too much. I try to do too much. And I don't do anything. I'm, ac- I'm you know actually I mean? extremely extremely do you know, lazy. I'm, I keep bringing old. You know, Ro Timmy. Do uh, you ever watch Power? Yeah, yeah. Good yeah. show. Yeah. Dre from Power. Yes. He's an actor and a musician. He does it pretty successfully. Mm-hmm. And he was telling me like you gotta like you gotta organize. You gotta focus on what you really need to focus. Yes, exactly. And there was times in like college where he would deny you know vagina <laughs> and like act and do music. It's tough. From like I get it. Like creatives get it. Like Alex gets it. Zappy gets it. Mm-hmm. You you get it, but like some people, like your even your good friends don't understand. Oh, not they're, they're, they're like, not Yo, clue. You're not going to the bar. They're, they're, you're not they're hang out with this girl. They're mm-hmm. friends. They're family members that that you know? that don't get it. They they sit there and they go, well, you know, I have friends who are, you want to go out. You know, I was like, no, I got uh, I had a script deadline. I got I got to do the script. He's like, well, it's not due for like two months, so I'm gonna rewrite this like eight times. I got to yeah. do this, and it, it at, in the short run it seems like damn, you know, he doesn't have a life, but. In the long run, it pays off in, in, in the best way fucking possible. Yeah. So it's, like, worth that. It's yeah. worth that that time you take to make whatever you're doing really, really, really good. You also going to say, because I was, I, 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 we probably only known each other a few months, mm-hmm. and I saw you, I guess, I don't, I don't know whether, I'm sure it was at Stress Factory or Asbury or something, mm-hmm. and then I saw you a few times, and then you went away, and I saw you recently. Yeah. I didn't see if you're probably, like, you know, at least a month or two. Yeah. I try to get up, obviously, as much as I can, and then I saw you maybe a couple weeks ago and, and i'm like where you been you're like oh, i was late on deadline for like two scripts so yeah. i just went into hiding for like yeah, a month to get to, to get it done I, it, and then it, you came back out yeah i was i was i was i literally had a deadline they called me probably two three days before christmas a friend of mine goes hey hey where you at on that script and i'm like <laughs> that's gonna be stressful <laughs> yeah oh my god and i was like yeah so i did my i did a show down in philly and i said okay i'm done I gotta get. I gotta sit. And I was sitting in my room with index cards yeah. and post tips and, and paper and just writing. Say, say if you can't, you're not in the right mindset or mood, creative wise. Like, that's, what do you do? That's what I was asking. I was listening before this. Mm-hmm. I was Zappia first off. He was speaking highly of you. He's like, you better know about your stuff with KL. KL's coming. <laughs> Yo, have you ever done an interview? I, you, we've been doing this for ten minutes. I tell you all this shit. He, I don't. We don't do shit. Look at where he's I, been. I, I Yo, was, I was listening. Jesus to, Christ! Uh, I fucking live with my up, parents. Jude Uptal and Joe Rogan. You're actually kind of like Jude Uptal a lot because he like will have to sit in a room and do all that and mm-hmm. then also does comedy mm-hmm. and but anyway like what what I'm getting at is here is like what if you're not in the mood sometimes like Joe Rogan's been on exercise and running but like I know like if Joe you Rogan's have a, a tight deadline you're kind of obsessing about getting the deadline done and not doing any comedy and just sitting in a room and isolating yourself like there are times where I need to do that yeah. and there are times where I like the exercise is something that, but honestly to this day I still will go to a court or a basketball court and I'll just shoot it's like a meditation. Yeah, thing. Just sometimes. shoot. I don't know how long I'll be there. I might shoot 10 times and be fine. I might shoot 500 times. I might just shoot to my arms get tired. That, that helps the creative process? Yeah, and I just, I, 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 it's like the thing that makes me calm to make me go, this is stressful. Oh, God. And then I'll go, you know what? Let me go where I'm always comfortable. Yeah. And I'll shoot. And then I'm like, okay, cool. Let me sort these thoughts out. And then yeah. I sort them out. And 
it comes to me. Sometimes not being in the mood, sometimes you got to walk away from it. You mm. have to walk away from what you're doing. Because I've learned, whether writing comedy, whether writing a script, whether writing a sketch, yeah. if you are sitting there trying to force it, it might sound good for that second. But then later on when you read it, trust me, there are a whole, there, I have a whole film, uh, a couple of films where I'm like, all right, I was just trying to do this, get this short film out. And I look at it and I go, God damn. Man, I was like, what the? I was the producer. I could have taken my goddamn time. No, I was trying yeah. to put this out. And it, it, it's, it, but you have to learn to walk away. Yeah. You have to learn that when you're not in the mood to do it, don't force it. Yeah. If it's like money on the table, I know it's a little hard to do that. But at the same time, it's like, would you rather give them absolute crap and then them not coming back to you? Yeah. Right. Or do you, you know, you might be under the gun. Let's say you walk away. I'm like, all right, three weeks left. It usually takes me like a day. I'm like, all right, cool. Right. And I then got, I come back. I got two questions yeah. about this. One is, depending on what you're writing, do you always have to be calm? Like, say if it's a horror film, I don't know. Like, do you want to get jacked up for that just to feel the mood of the li- of the listener? Actually, the funny thing is, I didn't I didn't successfully write my first horror script until literally three weeks ago. All of my horror scripts turned to dark comedy. <laughs> it's I love, li- that's my favorite genre. It's literally all of them. Every one of them. They just you end I, up I feel laughing like there's a fine you. line right there. Yeah, right? that line is. That's like, uh, like the award Scream, show Get Out. Scream is a horror movie. It's mm-hmm. a comedy. It's not even a comedy. Oh, yeah, he wants to talk about I Get Out. I want to talk Get Out later. But yeah, yeah. Scream is Scream's like a your bona fide horror movie, but it's fucking funny, that movie. Scream is one plot device away from just being hilarious yeah, the entire right? time. I can't believe Jada Pickett Smith got killed in the movie theater in the second one like that. Yeah. In the that, beginning. You, I couldn't believe uh, he yeah. was Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, also, uh, something about this. Uh, I think like a lot of writers, authors, producers, they start working when everyone's sleeping. Because they're, I don't sleep. They don't get distracted. Like at night, they do their best work. I no get, one's gonna call you. Or do I that. legitimately, like, I'll leave this place. I have a script that I'm, I'm, I'm writing now. It's, like, it's like a web series. I'll be up till four in the morning. How do you, how do you function during the day though? I, I get, I survive off of four hours of sleep. It's actually a, four no, hours. I'm terrible. It's, it's like, actually, it's actually a running joke for a few of my friends. What they do once a month, I crash. Where I'll be like sitting there talking to them, and I'll be like, "Yeah, so anyway, yeah." <laughs> <laughs> you feel like you spend a day where you sleep all yeah. day, and I'm gone for like eight hours, oh. like just out. And then they're like, "Yeah, he'll be fine. He'll 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 wake up later on." Now wake up, and I'll be refreshed. And I didn't really know anything about it until my ex girlfriend and then one of my closest friends were like. You just passed out mid sentence for nine and a half hours. <laughs> what the fuck? Like, Jesus Christ! What was I talking about? Nothing, <laughs> nothing interesting. You just went to sleep. You said okay, and you just put your head back. That's and, n- <laughs> that's it's 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 a mixture of that and jumping time zones for so long. My body's yeah, like, well, yeah, that's gotta be insane. Yeah, it's I, yeah, like, like we, you know, I haven't left the area in so long mm-hmm. that. I can imagine the time zones. You know, what, what's the motivation, inspiration behind it? Like you say, it's four in the morning. You're like. Trying yeah, not so to fall asleep and you're writing still. Like, how do you do yeah, it? Yeah, you've written so much. You've written so much freaking shit. But like, what's the process going into it? Like, are you banging out? Like, how long is it taking you to bang out? Uh, you know, a sh- uh, whatever you're working on, a short film script or so, whatever. Because so I don't have. Th- I took a script writing class and I could write. I could come up with some sketch ideas and write them out. I know how. I know the format of a yeah, script, yeah. but I can't write a fucking script for life. The, shit. So like, for example, I actually posted on Instagram. Um, if you go on Instagram, I gotta follow you on Instagram. And, uh, follow it's on codename underscore Leon, and there's one picture. There's a. There is a neon light, which I stole from 10th Street. <laughs> and then there's two stacks of books. And the books on the right, the taller stack, is 27 books. All those are filled. I, filled, I saw that. I yeah, saw that. I, I did see that. I gotta, those I are I from, I, that's from late August to now two weeks ago. So for me, writing that's is. That's insane. It, it's that's literally breathing for me. Like it, an idea. It's, it's, it, like in this bag right here next to me, these are all notebooks. 
at some point, if I get an idea, if I don't put it in my phone, I write it on a piece of paper. Did you do this from the, the day one, or was it when you started playing basketball overseas? Like, no, even I, in, I've in been high school. My, my mom actually tells the story. She she did an interview a while ago, uh, and she tells the story of like when I was younger. There were two things I was going to do. I said I would say I'm going to see every country in the world, which. I always tried to, but she was like, I always had a pen and pad. I was always writing something. So it's always been there, but it blew up when I got, I went to a liberal arts college and it was kind of encouraged. Mm. So I was like, I was right. just constant. It's gotten way, way, way worse now. Cause I, I always, I never run out of ideas. Plus living overseas helps because most of the stories, the jokes I say are based in reality. I don't have to do much in terms of craziness right. in terms of that. So it's it's always been like that. So you're always writing because I'm I you do obviously done do a lot more and you have a lot more, you know, interest. I like to do comedy and but so I'll I'm super lazy though. So like <laughs> I'll go like you you were just saying it before. I'll go, all right, let me get some stuff out and I'll go sit down with a pen and a pen and I'll be like, I got nothing. And then I'm, you know, do in the middle of doing four things or I'm driving home or at work and something will pop into my head and then I'll just go jot it down on my phone. But then I'll try to go make something big out of it and I'll just get lazier or I'll, I'll, I'll lose it. I, I don't know what to make out of it and it, it'll be shit. The problem is, like, well, for me, it's like that idea will stay and then I'll keep building it in my head and I'll keep going mm -hmm. and I'll keep going. Right. Until I put it on paper, it's not going away. It's not going to... I can go That's, eat. I can go and talk to someone at dinner. I have written things on a napkin. I'll like forget. It's like, I'll, I'll just keep going. Yeah, I'll forget too. I got ADD. Mind. I got to write in my phone notepad as soon as it comes to my head. What, what, what For me, what works is the action. Like, just if, say, doing this podcast, it makes me going to want to do another one now. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? The consistency in action. I have to stick with it, though. Yeah, yeah so exactly. you definitely focus, and you're not lazy at all. If too. You would never say you were lazy I, in no, any circumstance. I, I, think my, I think my grandfather and my grandmother and my mother, I, I couldn't be lazy. It was very simple. When I was younger, they were like, yeah. they would threaten me with, Okay, you just won't play any sports if you don't finish your, you know, shit. I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to go do this. Yeah. I, 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 I hated school, but I was like, all right, I just want to keep playing basketball and baseball and football. Right. So I was like, but, and then it translated. My main concern when I retired from basketball was where was I going to put that energy? And then that was in the beginning when I was like, when that time comes, when I retire, what am I going to do? 11 years go by, all that energy was just waiting to go into a book. Right. It's always been that way. And then and, and it's like, Notebook after notebook after notebook. I handwrite all of my scripts before I type them out. That's insane. I see. I would be so, like, I would be crazy. so like just not want to wait. That I'll ju I would just go straight to a computer. Reminds me of Tim Ferriss, and it would come out like shit. Like, like this book is old, and then it's just me. Oh wow. Just going notes, just notes, notes, more notes, and it just is the second version of that book. Unbelievable. For, and it just keeps going. So it's like. This is the second version of that book, and it's it's an obsession, but it's a, a healthy obsession. Yeah, yeah well, right, yeah. It's writing. writing. It's not like it's I mean, fucking heroin. Yeah, it's like, I mean, that... Don't do heroin, don't kids. Don't do heroin. No heroin. Co <laughs> you know, if spring you for the cocaine, not, not the heroin. And those Oxycontins are bad. Yeah. Can you just... I'm just super interested in uh in because I want to get more into writing more into script writing and and you know uh, like I got I mean uh, my friend has Zappy's ideas for to use over here. He's trying to get no I'm not trying head. to use I'm trying to <laughs> use get away from laziness so I can actually get ideas it's that all I have mindset, though, and it's not mine my friend is I hey, you're on Facebook my friend's the one who has a good idea for the script but like how what's the how are you you know how long is a are you you're making a short film or web like a you know a short film script for example how long. Is that like on paper, like or like literally, like how long is that, and what's like how long is it taking you, time wise? Okay, so best example, you know, remember during the the, the what do you call it when they were calling it the bomb cyclone, the blizzard? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, I'm like bomb cyclone. Great the hell's that? Oh my God, what the hell's cyclone, that? right? Bom- bombo that. cyclone. Uh, some technical word that I've never heard before suddenly gets used. <laughs> um, so I was there and I was I did this. Uh, we did a micro short called Persona Non Grata, um, and what happened was that did not exist. I was staring out the window. My dog was sitting there. We're trapped in the house. Trey's like in the house. He sleeps on. <laughs> he's on the couch. Right. Like just looking. I'm like, yo, Trey, because I did two micro shorts. A year or so ago, one got into a film festival called Loose Ends. How short is it? Like a couple minutes? Uh, yeah, when it's all said and done? Like five minutes. It was five, seven. That one was five minutes. Okay. So I'm, I'm like, I'm thinking, thinking I'm writing something else. And then an idea came to me, and I'm looking out the window. I'm seeing the snow, and I go, Trey, I'm going to film something. He goes, what? I was like, just give me a minute. I'm going to write this out. She goes, okay. So it's him and, and, and my girl, Lisa, and they're sitting there. She, she's, she's probably the most understanding. Like, she knows my way of doing things. She sees me pick up a pen, she just walks you away. You got a girl? Yeah. <laughs> she just walks away. Yeah, she She's a lucky man. Away. She yeah. understands you? Oh my God. She reads all of my scripts. No women understands me. She's the first woman I've ever dated in which she, like she reads all, she's a reader, she's like super into scripts and stuff like that. She reads everything I write. Uh, Valentine's Day, you going out with her on dinner or you writing a script? Um, <laughs> Ooh, well, she's in Germany, so I can <laughs> okay. I can write a script, but I'll probably send a whole bunch of flowers. But <laughs> you get my point. Like, yeah, uh, that would be tough. She, does she allow you? Uh, what, does she allow you? Like, she will let me yeah, finish. Just says she doesn't get. Uh, yeah, she, she, she would, walks away when you start. That's writing, hard to find these days. Yeah, no, it's super yeah, hard. My, my the girl before her didn't get that, and the girl these before her. Nah. She the fact it's comforting to have that. Exactly. To, it's like don't talk about girls. Come on. <laughs> but I hate girls. We'll, we'll, I'm we'll gay. Get, we'll get to that. We'll I don't want to do it because the whole Alex podcast and we talking about women and. Shit. I just don't want to repeat <laughs> shit. He's looking like me. <laughs> Give me that look. <laughs> <laughs> I'll talk about them hoes. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um. So I was sitting outside. And I go. Okay. I'm gonna write this. So I wrote this micro short. It was six pages, and then I went out and filmed it, and then. It was a continuation of the two micro shorts, and that took me when I really want it done. I'll edit. Right. I can just go boom, boom, boom. Took yeah, me Mike, why don't you try doing that with the podcast? Programs do you use? I got a, I got Final Draft. I'm never super used Final Draft. I'm all Final Draft. I got I, it. There are times where you will see me texting on my phone. It's not texting. I'm, I'm literally <laughs> typing. Really? I'm literally typing this out. Like my, I've, I use Final Draft on my phone more than I do on the computer. That's sick. Little Dicky uses Final so Draft. So what? What you show coming on? Mm-hmm. So since so you do, what would you say? Are you Mostly focused on comedy scripts, or what's your like go? What's your most popular, you know, so genre? Right. I I get a lot my of favorite. work because of comedy. I love all forms of comedy. My favorite. I love sci-fi stuff. The catch is selling sci-fi or making sci-fi. Even though it's cheaper now, it's still an expensive or endeavor. Right. So my favorite to write is any sort of comedy or any sort of like you know. Anything New York centric because that's its own genre. Anything New Jersey, New York centric is its own genre. Oh mm. uh, yeah. So I, I I like that stuff because you know I, I know that area. I know mm-hmm. what it is. But right. all forms of comedy, horror comedy, dark comedy, irreverent comedy, coming of age. It, I I love love. The do you do you binge watch a bunch of shows too, or you're just when in can, there writing it? No, when I when like I, when you can. When yeah. I can, yeah, yeah. Like okay. I. Like I'm obsessed with Rick and Morty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, Rick and Morty. And probably. I was late on Rick and Morty. Super I've never late. seen it. I still never seen it. Super late on Rick and Morty, and I just binge watched the entire like all, I think there was season three. It was uh, the probably the smartest show on TV. You right ever now. get inspiration off something Damn. like that? Kind of not steal the idea, but take it. Yeah, there's a lot of times where I'll write something and I go, "Where did I see that?" Ah, okay, wait. Sure. You gotta scrap it all. I, I won't scrap it. It's kind of like hip hop music. It's in, yeah. You know what I mean? It's like yeah, it's like you get bits. Like there are times where I won't even get whole concepts or whole ideas. I'll get bits of dialogue, and then sometimes right. it's originals from my head. But sometimes, like we ever heard that before. And if it bothers me enough, I'll Google it. I go, damn it. 
Right. That's from that's from House of Cards. I can't use that. <laughs> that, so, you know, that type House of, of Cards. It's like I piece. told you the time uh, the Mar- what's that guy's name? Remember I, you liked that comedian? I was watching that two dope queens. Oh, he was Mark good. Norman. He was talking oh, about Mark the, Norman was, he was talking about the uh, the guy with the hooded sweatshirt on walking down the thing. I, I you would use that analogy all the time on radio. Yeah, well, yeah, he's he he's a soup. He's pure jokes. Norm. He he doesn't. Let me tell you about Sweeney because Sweeney is a is a hip hop would come first in terms of you know music and pop culture and he comes around you've been coming around the stress factory for years longer than i have no i haven't you haven't you've been doing it you you were there the first time i was ever there over a year no oh well never mind a year and a half maybe he comes by to network and hang out he doesn't go on stage i went went on one time in my life and he he explains he explains it makes sense he can't sometimes you can't watch like a whole comedy special you know if it's not a comic who is talking is talking about shit that you care about you're just won't even gonna Tune in. So coincidentally, what was it coincidentally you're watching two dope queens, or you purposely put it on? It caught my attention because it's like a podcast setup, and uh, it was two black girls. And at first, they were talking I, about hip hop. I love right. them, man. Ooh, so I was like, okay. And then uh, John Stork came on from the Daily Show, and I was listening. And then right. that guy came on, and he happened to yeah. be. I, ha- well, I wasn't, I wasn't trying to listen terrible. to him, right. but I heard him, and I was like, holy shit, this guy's yeah. like neurotic and nervous. Like, well, yeah, he's super topical. Literally, yeah. every single butt of his joke is about a, 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 just a. Uh, a life society topic, and it's but it's all joke. I take when people who can do that, I give them a lot of credit because, like, I hold myself to the point of I've never made a Donald Trump joke, never, never. It gets old. I oh, never do. Old. I you try my best. It. I, I I like to I like to be topical. That I, yes. Ryan Davis said. I'm actually not. I'm actually not very topical, but I want to be. But I'm actually not. From when I go like when I go back and I record myself, I go back and listen. Can you explain topical? Current events, political. Oh, oh, that's okay. the same thing. Topical, like a topical ointment. Like, You're like, a fucking fuck? idiot. I gotta talk to you now, like, a, like on top of the Go head, back to not know. taking your antibiotics, you <laughs> moron. Um, yeah, so like I, I, I like that. More. Like I, that's why I like Norman because he's he's actually very topical, but he keeps it. Jokey. Joking, it is jokey. Like you, you, you're getting, no you're gonna moment. laugh within a couple seconds. There's no moment where you're gonna be like, wait, he's making me think. No, yeah. I'm gonna laugh my exactly. Ass off. That's what I'm gonna do. And Chappelle is just like with, actually, with Chappelle just dropped. He is obviously the greatest. He's in the ever, Carlin category right now. But he's also very, just so you know the way he speaks. Like it's not yeah. even all jokes. Like that second special, the one where he's at the store. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's really not that much laughs. It just and he's just spitting out intelligence like and blowing everyone's knowledge. mind. Do you yeah. see? Do you run when it when his special comes out? Do you run to watch it? Real yes. Quick? Absolutely, I did. Yes, with the last four, he hadn't dropped something in twelve years. Yeah, so. I, I, I've probably watched all those tw- maybe three times. I, I, I got to rewatch them all. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Yeah, of course, killing himself is a classic. He's just, he's just, he's, he's like I said, he's Carlin level. That's there's no one who can yeah. touch him right now. Just like it's like the whole thing with Monique and stuff like that. Oh that God, was that yeah. whole, that you whole weren't thing there was that mess. night. Yeah. Oh man, that was a that was a mess. I got into it with Gordon about it. Made yeah. some valid points. You know, Ariel. People don't understand the whole how important business is. What was your take on it? Monique, Monique doesn't understand. From what I know about what Monique did on Precious um, and how she acted, it's all about how you treat people. And okay, it's very simple. If you sign a contract, yeah, he explained this all to me. And you get it's for fifty thousand dollars. Cool, you get your money, you perform. It's great. When the contract's up and you notice the movie is making money, you can't. This isn't the NFL. You can't just suddenly say, I'm holding out for more money. You still have to be obligated to the things that you're doing. And that's what started it. Now, what made it worse is she bit the hand of the three most powerful minorities in all of Hollywood. It was was Lee Daniels, Tyler Perry, and Oprah. (laughs) You don't fuck with Oprah. What? (laughs) He said that so many times that night. (laughs) 
there. Forget Lee Oprah. Daniels. On. It's Oprah. Why would you fuck with Oprah? So she did it. Then it cooled off. She did Almost Christmas, which was not a very good movie, but she did. She showed up. She was making a comeback. This and then is, yeah. she sent another video toward Oprah and Tyler Perry. And like, what are you doing? So at that point, she said she got blacklisted. And the thing is, everyone's like, well, you know, she reacted the same way. No, that's not how this works. You, this isn't like, you know, you're, you're in at home, you're having a conversation, and you get mad at your friend. This is a business. You still have to respect what's going on. You have to understand what's going on. You can't just talk shit to people and then expect them to be cool with it, especially when yeah. they're making sure you're, you're... And on top of that, no one knows who Monique is. That's what me and Alex were saying, how like she doesn't have... That's where Gordon's argument came in. Yeah, because he was like, she's a legend. All right, okay, name something without looking on Wikipedia. You know the last thing she did that was just her and not like five or six other comedians with her? She did a show at a prison. Yeah, she did a prison comedy show. Not Orange is the New Black. No, she did a show where she was out of prison, and that was like 2006. After that, no one knows where she's from. No one knows... We were at Stress Factory, and it made Gordon really, really mad because I was there was a whole bunch of mainstream people, which some black folks don't want to hear this, but mainstream is the majority of this country, which are white and non-brown people. There's that's more, us. That's Mike. you guys. You guys are mainstream that's people. You guys. We make up 12%, 13% of the population, so even if everyone was showed up to a movie theater, it's not going to make a dent for what is important to who's it appealing to. So, And I learned this from being, a, being around producers and being a producer. So then you have to impress the people who know to those people so they know who they are. Right. I went in there and I was like, hey, guys, who here wants to see Dave Chappelle right now? And everyone, you know, they sit there and they're like, yeah, woo, and lose him. It's like, what about Monique? No. And there were 10 people, like maybe nine people in the back going, Monique, like the big broad from Precious? I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> big, she was a bitch in Beer Fest. Yeah. That, one of them said the bitch from Beer Fest. Yeah. I'm like, she was yeah. mean in Beer Fest. And when I talked to Gordon, what made me laugh was Gordon was like, yeah, she's had a, she's had a hit TV series. I'm like, you mean the Parkers? On UPN. 15 years ago. It's all personal preference. That's the thing. That's what I'm saying. Like, I get, like, people, you know. You, you're the same stance as Alex because I was talking to him about it and he was saying the same thing. And it's like, we, Alex she's is not there. hot right now. Yeah, she's, like, even, it's so important. That was the, dude, we did this for three hours. It's, it it's, doesn't matter technically what your resume is. If you're hot right comedy, now, you kept saying hot. that. She's not even hot. What are you right yeah. this second? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, she's not even hot. Black comedy, let alone regular comedy. So it's just like right. Gerard Carmichael. Yeah, those, yeah, those, those are those trending. She yeah, those hot. are those people are hot. I'll give Gerard Carmichael a million dollars yeah. to do a special, maybe right. more. And, and she was trying to insinuate it was like race related. It, and like I'm telling you, there was somebody who Monique's age, a white comic, comic who's kind of out of touch with reality, like she is now. Mm-hmm. They would get the same amount of money, I think. Yeah. Look at Chappelle; he's getting a lot of money. And, but, then, yeah, but and she, then she was Chappelle. Amy Schumer, she, Chappelle's a money. special case. Yeah. It's Chappelle, and then everyone else. Yeah, exactly. The thing is, he kept well, why does Chappelle? Because Chappelle is Chappelle. To make a basketball analogy, Chappelle is the Michael Jordan of this game. Yes. I know teams right now that if Michael Jordan was in shape at 50 years old, they would take their chances on putting <laughs> Michael Jordan on the goddamn yeah. court because yeah. he's Michael. Jordan. Right. Chappelle can go away for 12 years, come back and get that money. The only other person who comes close to that, you got Chris Rock, yeah. and, and Chris Rock makes a ridiculously funny joke, but it's true. Chris Rock, Dave Chappelle, and now Kevin Hart yeah. are white people famous. Right. Like, they're famous in general, whereas 
Monique is Monique is black. black famous, which is you're gonna get a nice movie on BT on Christmas at some That's point. That's true. Fifty thousand. Let me ask this. Like it's Trump let me ask this because this comes across as an argument sometimes. You just said you got Chappelle, and then anyone who comes close to Chris Rock, and now Kevin Hart because he's more mainstream. But Kevin Hart, in terms of movies in Hollywood, is even more mainstream than Chappelle and Rock. I will tell you, not right in now, comedy, in mainstream. I'll tell you right now, Kevin Hart and and people are gonna. Roast me for this. I think Kevin Hart's a better actor than he's a comedian. Oh God, I, I really do. He's hot take. I heard that he's hot not take. that. People say he's not that funny. He's, I I think he's funny. I just think he's made that jump to acting, and it's it's actually really good. He's a very good character actor. Yeah. He's a super good. Like watch Jumanji. He is. I didn't see it. Yeah. He is legitimately. Oh, shout out to Sedarius Blaine, the guy who plays the younger version of him. I'm actually I actually know him. Trey oh, really? knows him. He's he's super cool dude. That's crazy. But uh. Kevin Hart is a fantastic character actor, and I think if he if he were to stop doing comedy, he'd be fine. Yeah. He'd be fine. I think right now he's just he's super hot. You can't go wrong with Kevin Hart right now. You can't. No. But he's yeah. actually good he's, at it. So yeah. I would say more. He's more mainstream than Chappelle and Chris Rock right now. But Chappelle and Chris Rock are like on for the comedy. Mount, it's yeah, just them. They're by like themselves on a Mount Rushmore yeah, yeah, yeah. of of comedy. There's no one else. Right. I put like Pryor and, and and Red and all those guys right. and, and and Paul Mooney. Those guys, right? But it's you know, another thing with Monique too. I can't, I can't even find. I don't know if she has social media or not, but she's not like on there like social media. Like, you know, what's funny as fuck, Michael Blackson. Oh yeah, his and his accent gets me up the top. He, he's he, and he embraces it. Some people try to be like, if someone tells you that you're good at something, there are people who do it for a while and then try to be different. Right. No, until that, ride that until at, from producer hat on, ride that shit until it falls out from under you. Next Friday, you know, if, you, if that's what your shtick is. Do it. Don't try that's to, yeah. you know, don't, if you're a comedy person, do comedy until someone, like Will Ferrell did comedy. He does comedy. Then he eased into some, you know, serious stuff. Do that until someone Bill gets Hader. the opportunity. That's Bill the thing. Kind of thing. Also, Bill you know, um, Sandler. Sandler. You love this as a passion when you're younger. Like, I'm, I'm kind of. I wasn't actually, but yeah, I know what you mean. I'm like a funny person, but I wasn't like into comedy like that. But like, Will Ferrell, you know, wanted to be a sportscaster, like ESPN Sportscaster. Oh, no, I was the same. A I, lot of I things wasn't, failed, and then he went to comedy. Yeah. I wasn't obsessed with comedy as I am right now until I started doing it. So, gotcha. a little over two years. So, I, like, I wanted like, to be I'm a sports like, writer. Sometimes I'm like, oh, I like hip hop music more and hip hop and all this, but then I'm like, oh, I'm funny and. Com- and the thing, it, but here's the thing, and, and and I'll say this because Zappy is sitting here because I, I I've watched you on stage, you and uh, Alex Nicholas and Gordon. If you guys put it together in terms of putting that on paper, which because you guys have jokes that wrap into something that could be written into a script, you guys yeah. are naturally sounding funny people. Thank you. You know what I mean? So that you know, not to jerk you off here, but it's true. No, I was, I like I love to jerk you off too. So, <laughs> so but I'm saying you guys. They they put it, you guys if you guys put that to paper, yeah. you guys are gonna be great. There are a lot of comedians who are just funny on stage and and they don't need they write one liners but right. they can't put that into a format. Right, I right. believe like just listening to you guys is one or two other people that I, I haven't mentioned, but they, you guys, if you guys learn to put that to paper and consistently, you're good. What, what do you mean put it to paper? Well, it's like the reason why I've gotten a lot of writing work is because. Are I, you talking writing wise? Yeah, writing wise. Okay, like okay, so, okay. like dialogue is my thing. Because in the end, when you're indie, you can't afford to have fucking explosions or, or yeah. VFX stuff. Exactly. So it's got to be a good story, yeah. and it's got to sound real. Mm-hmm. And when like you Tarantino style, yeah, exactly. Because back in even now, like he, all of his movies are heavy on dialogue, even though he can afford to do more. Right. So when you can transfer comedy, drama, uh, being angry, being sad into on paper, it's 
it's it's remarkable. And if you can do it in a natural way where it sounds like a normal, you know, conversation, that's a good thing. Uh, you know, Donish does that. He's he's Donish. good. Yeah, Donish is super. He's kind of got that style of he's saying things and you're laughing at it because it's almost irreverent in the sense of. But if he could put that on paper for real, he he'll get in a year or two he'll get work. He'll get ser- serious work. Right. Just taking the time to do it. That's it? the thing. It's all Donish about great, yeah. patience and time. Like it's a lot of time and it's a lot of no's and it's a lot of people telling you. The one thing is. If you're a writer and you only want to be a writer, you have to be prepared to hear no a lot. Oh, yeah. I hear when, that a lot yeah. from women. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but if you... Yeah, I'm lazy when it comes to writing. And once you learn it. to produce what you write, the sketches or whatever, then the, those no's turn to yeses because you'll make them. And even if you make it shitty, someone's going to see it and go, let's see if we can put some money behind it. I tell Zappy, let's put it on my YouTube and stuff and Instagram. Sometimes all yeah, you we need... Actually, our problem is we say it all, but we never actually get together and get a set time like Jordan, and fucking game. do it. <laughs> so that's where, you know, we schedule conflictions. He makes 100 excuses. Like Tuesday night, I told you he's a piece of shit. You know, he makes all these excuses, whatever. This, I think his finger, he's bitching about his finger like he... Yo, bro, you... This thing but you can't so blame anyone but yourself because you stopped taking the antibiotics. Yeah. No, you don't feel bad for you because that's your com- completely your fault. You feel bad if, you were like, if, if you were like, <laughs> if you were like, oh, my finger's fucked up, and then you know, you, uh, a pit bull came out of nowhere and bit it, bit it off, and be like, all right, I feel bad for you. Yeah, this is, but this it's is your fault. Up, You're yeah. a fucking idiot. I love I love watching you two interact. This is fun. It's this like, is nothing compared to what it's you like, do. It's I only like, know him. I only know him a funny. year, less yeah. than a year, probably. Yeah, it doesn't feel that way. It feels it feels good. I know. That's what I was actually gonna. T- <laughs> no homo, like Cameron. No homo. Pause. No homo. Pause. No homo. It's actually gay. Ayo. But uh, <laughs> I actually feel like I do. Like I, it's so weird because I didn't know Zappy that long, but I feel like I knew him longer than I, it's weird. Like, I well, know. that happens a lot of time if you just click with someone. Yeah, yeah. Once you, once we you, both have insecurities and fucking whatever, so we can. No, we could just you can, you know. We I get that with other comics and stuff too. If you Definitely you know exactly when I started doing comedy, I was I didn't start in I didn't know any of you guys. Mm-hmm. I I've been doing it over two years, but I've only known you guys, you know, since the really since the summer, maybe a year. Some people like you and Alex and um, Tiz. Because yeah, it's Donish. A, it's clicky. Yeah, it was very clicky. I yeah, got. Clicky. I started in New York. Yeah, yeah. I started in New York. So real, like Alex is real. Yeah. I started in New York where it's said. super clicky, and then I got a new job, and I had no choice but to start here. Dude. I didn't even know the scene. I didn't know New Brunswick scene, and then I started going to Stress Factory. And now you know I'm friends with everyone, and you get clicky with some comics because you have similar. You know, you have similar. Issues. Maybe you have similar acts. You watch Crashing. Yes. Of course. Did you see the last episode? No. Oh, never mind. Yeah, don't don't mess it up. No. That's well, anyway, it's <laughs> like fake love. Like when like say like it's like oh you did great you did great and then everyone, he always brings us up here. Yeah. I yeah, think because, it's funny. Yeah, SK, an yeah. outsider looking in like when I came to Stress Factory and I'm good at reading people and stuff like that and mm. like I, I that's I, I literally love my realness. life. Reading people is my thing. And yeah. like yeah, you could tell there's say. some comedians who are insecure but they're like cool and they're friendly with you and then you could tell like some are like yo what up what up and just like are trying to like something like get something out of you yeah. then you got your other ones who are just pretending like yo hey man what's up what's up but don't give a fuck and yeah. just want to care about themselves they just want to get dude why, the thing like, I see well respond to that because he, he always he always says that to me he's like he's like you guys you know you're pounding around outside the front show smoking cigarettes we're saying what's up whatever and then you know Someone goes on stage, kills, gets off, and everyone else is like, fuck it. And they're really pissed down. And yeah. they're like, I want to, you know, obviously we want to be better than another guy, but, but why not? You're going to want to root for those guys too. Because if, if I don't have a stress factor group, if someone makes it out of here and is huge one day, I will genuinely be, and I'm, I'm fucking working, I'm still working a day job, doing office, I will genuinely be happy. And I, you, it sounds well, like, good. a lot of people aren't like It that. sounds like you might not be like that in the future, but that 100%, if Alex blows up, why am I going to be pissed about that? And that's the thing. The I'm problem cool is, uh, one of the main things, so everything's super clicky, one, but the thing is you're right. 
there are people who will see you go up on stage. It's like being in a room full of comics. You're going to get a chuckle out of a few of them, but most of them are not, not because you're not funny, because you might be funny than something they're going to come up with. Yeah. You know me. I'll laugh my ass off. At whatever. <laughs> I'm that guy in the back. Ha! Like, I'm <laughs> laughing my ass off. But the thing is, no one sees the big picture. It's like, okay, Zappier, if you blow up, that's good for everybody. Even if it's not directly, they don't see that. They don't see that. Like for example, you can see it. You can see, see, see it. You can see. You can talk. There are people I talk to. I try to make sure I, I find when I talk to them. Zapier, Gordon, uh, Alex Nicholas, uh, Tiz, uh, Franco Danger, uh, Kate Nichols. I try to because those guys, you guys, you guys genuinely love what you're doing. You laugh at other people's stuff, not because you, because it's funny, but there's a lot of people who genuinely don't want you to succeed. Mm-hmm. And as sad as it is. That's the that's literally in Jersey, especially when you would think everyone in Jersey should come together because you got a whole bunch of people in New York already clicking up. Yeah. That's what they do. You got the Shore comics, you got the Brunswick comics, you had the 10th Street comics for a while. You have the people who go to Stress, people who go to Philly, and you got more people who sit there and go to Trenton, and they won't laugh. If it's not funny, it's not funny. For me, if it's funny, it's you know I'm gonna laugh. But people don't see the big picture. They just see, oh, you might be better. Yeah, it's it's a little bit mm. of a competition. Yeah, but of course. It's, it, you don't want so no one should go up there thinking I hope he sucks. Hell you, no. you know, I say that to one comic as a joke sometimes, but most <laughs> of the time I'm I'm Plenty. usually the loudest. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> two points. Yo, man, you really bombed on that one. I, got, <laughs> I tell him all the time, yo, no one's laughing. <laughs> oh, yeah, you say it all the time. Uh, I got two points to this though. One, I don't laugh a lot when I because I that's weird to me. I don't laugh like it's not like a hate thing. I'm kind of like listening, and Alex said. That's normal. Like, yeah, that's a normal. It was the same with the Norman. Like, Didn't I'm you listening. say when you were watching Norman on Two Broke Girls, you were more so listening? I don't than laugh. Laughing. I relate. And he's punching in jokes, I and you were just listening. listening. I, yeah, I don't laugh. Like, I, I like, I know it's coming, and then I hate when I know it's coming too quick. Like, oh some, yeah, when you, so when cheesy. it's like, it's like predicting someone's punchlines. Punch I like battle, stories better. Battle, like in a battle rap, you get someone's <laughs> punchlines before, and I'm like, God damn, I know where he's going. Yeah, I like when you get like, you're like, holy shit, didn't see that coming. But I just like, I guess I just like think and relating to that. And Alex, like, oh, I feel you on that one. But I did. That's a good thing, and to be able to take something from that and be able to hear it or know it is a good thing. You're not out there just not laughing because you don't want to yeah. laugh. That's that's different. There's yeah, yeah, there's yeah. a lot of comics in this in this state that do that. They're I just, just I they could, just hate. Yeah. There's no reason to. We can all win. There's a lot of open mics. Not all of them are good, but there's a lot of open mics. And you got people they beef with each other. Why the hell why at this level are you, you as a like I just started calling myself a comedian recently yeah so it's like i still don't i i <laughs> i know he's like don't call me a comedian on like, the podcast what do you want me to I, fucking call you an like idiot? i always say yeah. i'm a comedian and then i always say something else right after like something self-deprecated because to me i'm just a guy who goes up on stage and talks shit yeah, yeah. i tell stories i tell stories that 97 to 98 percent of them are real 100 percent unfiltered stuff and i gotta do that but at the same time I can't, you know, you got people who are comedians, and at, at this level, when you're working your way up, the la- well, comedy beef, the, the two comedians not liking each other. Why? Why? What's Especially it not at this level. I just what's saw the point? What's, what's, what's it all for? From the stress factor, I just saw, like, natural human behavior going in, like, the fake stuff, how they all said hi to each other, then they were, like, talking shit. Yeah. The moment you walk it by... It wasn't a... Con- like, I just, like, was, oh, like, and... I, when I fuck with people, I don't even fuck with them for comedy. Like, I was talking to Alex outside the club, him outside the club. Yeah. Not even some comedy shit, like, just asking questions. You can come into a comedy club, you come into stress, I'm sitting in the same spot, I have my book, I'm writing, and until I see someone, I'm like, like I'll say hi to everyone, and I, but I don't say a bad word about them until I see, you know, I see someone I know that I actually care about their existence. Yeah. Not in regards to them comically, but because 
I know them or want to know them. So yeah. like Joe McAndrew, I always mess with Joe McAndrew. I mess with Zapier. I mess with you because I like being around them. Mm-hmm. There are people who, you know, hey, what's going on? Some people are probably nervous to hide you. Murmur, murmur, murmur. Yeah. So it's like there are people who just, there are people who, in my in their defense, I'm a giant black guy. If I don't smile <laughs> and you don't hear me talk, you're gonna assume I'm 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 an asshole, which I am an asshole. <laughs> you, you know what's funny? You know Marv, he seems like that. I like he's cool. Marv. He's cool. Oh he's a nice God. guy. But you could tell he's like a little like anxious when you say hi to him. Yeah, he's we, super, we missed he's a couple super, of handshakes. He's super young. He's I just, I just Marv? Marv's Marv's twenty-one. He's, he's super. Not that he's No, he's cool. Like not. He's. Like, I don't know him like that. Marv. I'm just being real. Marv. That Marv has that character act where it doesn't hit all the time, but you you're missing out on how pure that is especially for a black kid not to throw a race into it he has he is He's also like a white black he did that co- yeah. I went to the, no, I went Tuesday night to that college show and he was on and he did well mm-hmm. and and his jokes like some people don't just don't get the humor and that's gonna happen with you know the yeah, six gazillion comics yeah, that's gonna happen like you know you go see uh, you know some people don't a tell if you ever seen a tell live or a tell oh, do, God. listen to skanks for the memories yeah like a lot of I went to let me put it this way I went to see a tell a month ago uh, two months ago in December and it was the hardest I ever laughed in my life. That and when I saw Burr live, oh, and he punches in these, he punches in these out. You know, he's very dirty, and these out jokes that just don't, you know, don't hit, and people don't understand it. But it is just pu- you got to understand that he's just pure jokes. He's just trying to make you laugh the entire time. Like he was like, I'm trying to think of something he said. Oh, oh, <laughs> he he goes he goes he goes, uh. I, I was having sex with this girl. I was having sex with this girl the other day. She was fucking me. She, she, she was. Or he, he goes. He goes. He goes. She was fucking me like my mother. Oh. That's not not that. Type. He's like she was fucking me my, by my mother because she was she was whole. Or, no no no. I, I fucked all that up. Make sure you edit all that out. No 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 no. no, 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 no. Edit all that out. No no no. She no. He goes. He goes. He goes. She was fucking me like she was on the bus because she was holding her purse. <laughs> and that's so, and people aren't gonna like. People are gonna think that's stupid, but that's just a joke that he's just trying to get a laugh yeah, at. He's like, let me just say this because he's just he's just joke, 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 joke. And, and he was, or he was like, who? Oh yeah, yeah, Judd Apatow, yeah. Judd Apatow. Yeah, he, well, he did. Uh, he did. The, his his special wasn't bad. You could tell. You I like the special. Yeah, yeah. Like him right now. Thanks. Yeah, you I'm really Jewish, so. I just was watching an interview with him. And I, I'm see, that's him. funny. I'm the Jew at, at this table right now. This is really fucking funny for me. My right? one friend that's who's hilarious. Jewish is like the beard really makes you look Jewish. He didn't call me Moisha. I converted when I was 21. Oh really? Yeah. I'm, oh yeah, really? I'm I'm my friend's Jewish. He comes here for Christmas Eve. He comes here for Christmas Eve. My friend, no, it's the funniest thing ever. Like eight years in a row. He My got, friend's Jewish. He comes he here for Christmas Eve. He got shit canned by his girl in the college, and every year he's came here since. Really? He doesn't get laid much like me. Yeah, let me get. I, I, I butchered the Chappelle, the Atel thing. Yes. We're talking about the hurricane, right? Because it was the, the bad hurricane in Puerto Rico. He's like, he was like, who donated? You guys donate to the hurricane? He's like, everyone's like, yeah, well, he's like, yeah, I donated too. I sent them all a bunch of Yankees fitted and hoop earrings. <laughs> and, and a lot of people didn't get it. Like, half the room was silent. I was like, that's fucking hilarious. Oh, that man. is pure, hila- like, like, that's that hilarious. Because he, he, he's, an, it's like, some he's people are ta- acquired taste. Exactly, sometimes yeah. the, a, a room full of people walk in, a room full of people come out, and that joke will be, no. Like, they, yeah. it's like, especially now in this PC world oh, where yeah. you've got to watch what you say. Yeah. Unfortunately, all the time. it's also tough for probably him because he probably has an older audience and they don't. Get oh the, yeah, they well, don't yeah. get. They probably didn't get that about the. Hoop. That's true. He's been doing it for thirty. But we years. would laugh at yeah. that. Yeah, and he's cool. That's he's true. Like, that's he's true. Cool yeah, young comedians. I bet you he's good with young people too. Oh god. He's oh, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, Everyone loves him. He, that, he is always brought up as that you know 
comics, comic, all the young guys yeah. like him. Because who's not going to like a guy that's just pure joke after joke after yeah, joke after joke, like joke. Hit, He's not hit, trying hit. to spew knowledge or, or be, be a smart. No, or, he's trying, to, he's make trying to make you laugh every second. Until it hurts. Yeah, like and that's he, what he does to there me. There is no breathing. That's exactly. what it is. But, um, wait, was it? I think the last time I saw him, where was I? I was in the, he was in some nightclub, and I promise you I popped a blood vessel in my eye. He had me rolling. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I couldn't stop. I had to walk out. I, yeah, I had to walk out. It was thirty minutes. Just well, I, it was like I did abs yes. next day. Who would you say the funniest one at the stress factor of a mics are? I, I don't, don't want to. Oh, I'll, I'll name names. I'm I'm good with that. Well, Gordon, funny Gordon people, was dude. funny in that, so that one night. I so listened many... to him and laughed. I was laughing. Dude, that, the stress factory is a hit. Bar. There's, but the thing is, the stress factory open mic because obviously you know it's hard to get on the weekend shows is a hidden gem along with a bunch of other places throughout the country. So there's a stress factory whole click gang going on yeah, yeah. in you know in Wyoming right now yeah, that we don't a, know about either. There's one in Bridgeport. There's one because they they just opened a new one in Bridgeport. So yeah. it's, it's so uh, like you know there's there's just Great comedy ever. ever. I, dude, there's so many people that come on Stress Factory. Think about it. You get 30 signups a night. People, yeah. are, dude, Don is hilarious. Don. Tiz makes me genuinely. I think Tiz is is he's got jokes and they're just smart and they're mm. thought well thought out. Marv, Marv, yeah. Marv. People aren't gonna get. Think maybe he, you know, he's he makes me die. No, Flanagan's hilarious. Some Alex, are good. Socially awkward. Everyone's funny, dude. I will. I will. Not everyone's. That's a terrible statement, but you know what I mean. <laughs> I will happily say, I like. To me, my favorite funny, like Alex Nicholas is, and Alex Nicholas and, and Gordon are the ones that I've seen a lot of. You're in of course. Alex like, they're the fun, they're, they're ridiculous. Like, yeah. and you haven't seen, like, sometimes I, I watch Gordon up stage and he's like, he's, he'll tame it down a little bit if he thinks like there's no one in the room. But he, him and Alex Nicholas, from, from a, Overall perspective are hilarious, and then I can agree with that. and you got to be doing it for a while, dude. So like you know we're, we're you know and then the third, funny enough, just you know because I I wanted to separate it to men and women, but you know you're not allowed to do that these days. But <laughs> then you've got uh, who's uh, uh, oh Alyssa Stevenson is ridiculous. I don't know who that is. She's, she's people don't laugh at her shit because yeah. she has that dull dumb act oh like dull God. like weird so like dummy down act. I'm like that's her act. It's she, hilarious. She's so. Funny, like it's crazy how funny she is. Her and uh, uh, Denise uh, uh, Marinas, yeah, yeah, she's really funny too. I think I laugh at you more now that I know you. I don't know if that's weird or not. But above all, because I think it's funny, like the way Ariel, when you mess lady, Ariel's funny. She's funny. she's really she's funny. funny. Yeah. I saw her do hags like a month or two ago. She's, she's really so good. funny. I found myself being jealous of how funny she is. Oh, that's me with Tiz. She's like, funny. like I'm I'll not, see people I don't get jealous of shit. She yeah. is funny as fuck. Like that, like I tell a guy who's jokey, jokey. Will go, like I've heard him on podcasts. He's like, I'll get jealous of someone who can do something like, like Burr, where he can, you know, kind of create these long, drawn out scenarios and instances, forever, yeah. but but also make it the funniest thing in the world. Yeah. And then somebody would be jealous of a tell because they can't just crank out a joke after joke after joke after joke. Yeah, right. Because I'm a storyteller. Right. I can okay. come in there with a, a one or two one-liners here and there, but most of my, all of my laughs are going to come from me telling you a story about how I got locked in a Hungarian whorehouse. <laughs> and that's hard for three minutes. You know <laughs> and, what I mean? And the thing that's is, the thing. Yeah, three minutes at Stress Factory is, is three minutes is nothing. That's made and for then, a tell quick bangers. Yeah. Then the next week you're doing ten and you feel like it's an eternity. Exactly. Like, oh so like you give me like I'll get up there and I got used to stress. After a while. Yeah, me too. But it was like, at the first couple of times, I was like, ah, I don't want to sit there and do three minutes and try to squeeze all this stuff yep. in there. And, but then you give me seven, eight, ten. Like, right now, like, I'm going to be filming a comedy special. If someone said, hey, Kevin, how many minutes can you go 
just off of what you have now. I said, I can I can give you 35 minutes mm-hmm. of just story after story of you sitting there going, what the fuck is wrong with this giant black guy? <laughs> like, I can do that. There are guys who can get, like, Gordon go one-liner, bang, 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 and then go into a story, then bring it out. And yeah. like, wow, that's good, you know? Like, yeah. this, like I'm doing this comedy special for uh, Tim. Tim Lowe. Tim Lowe's funny. Tim Lowe's funny. Um, it's actually going to be Tim Lowe. Uh, he's gonna do an hour. What do you mean you're filming it? Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm directing film. Yeah, that's it. at uh, Crossroads. What's the date? Uh, February 25th. Yeah, I'll be there. Doors at seven. Crossroads in Garwood, New Jersey. Garwood, New Tim Jersey. Lowe. Um, Tim Lowe. He's. Uh, there's gonna be. Let's see who's gonna open. That. I don't know so, who that is. You'd recognize him. He's like the pushback hair, kind yeah, of receding, older looks like, looking beard. Yeah, he kind of looks is that like the guy the, who was looking? They look like the same people yesterday. Yeah, yeah, Trey, yeah. he looks like Trey. Yeah, he he, he like comes Trey, up to me. Yeah, he's like, exactly. they look like each other. It was him and Trey. We said it right before him. Trey, him and him and Trey. He looks like the old mean professor from an 80s movie yeah 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 like he's like he's like hates <laughs> yeah, he kids does. yeah but tim so then opening for him is um kate nichols gordon baker bone ariel lady uh ray gibbs and um and i think pat goldsmith is going to host hosting. how come alex nichols never gets on these spots see what, what t- the hell does that mean i never see his Dude, name on a lot of stuff said, alex is doing shows constantly yeah. i know he's doing shows like the stress factors up but i never see him in the clicky thing no he's cool at all that he is no he's no doing the chubby pickle he does hags Am all the time wrong? no no yeah you're, i i said yesterday i never see your name I, either I no said, shit but I alex said, does 10 times more than me i said yesterday to gordon i was like man i really wish alex was on this thing because what i'm going to do is we're filming it from seven to like 10 and the first group I'm going to make that a separate like kind of a special I'm going to have all four or five of them into one thing make it something totally different and then give Tim Lowe his hour right um and let him go and I was like I said to Gordon I said god damn I wish Alex Nichols was on this because this shit would be badass I I was actually being very honest and this is you know to Tim's credit he actually said this as well initially it was Alex Nicholas. Before I came up with the idea of splitting them apart, it was Alex Nicholas, Gordon, Ariel. And I'm like, stop. There's no way we can put all three of them in this room. People will die from laughter and there will be nothing left for you to step into. Right. And, you know, Tim is, you know, he's exactly. Big, yeah, he's an open. Oh, yeah. he's too funny, it's, you're saying, Alex? Yeah, yeah. Because, like, they're all, I can't imagine a room with those three and then throwing Kate Nichols and you. Yeah, anyone who knows that wouldn't want that put either. Zappy up there, Dude, right? I, w- I wouldn't want it. I wouldn't want, like, <laughs> I mean, you got, you know, you got, uh, you're you're doing that. 20 minutes and Gordon's going to open for you. He, like, you, I wouldn't even want that because you want that because it's Gordon, but, like, he's going to kill. I don't, get it. I don't get these comedy mentality. I understand it, but I, don't, I yeah. wouldn't just say, fuck no, I wouldn't care. I, I want him to do well, obviously, but I'm saying. Wouldn't he's, that make you better? Yeah, it, it it's just a power does, lineup. It's a power the, yeah, lineup. But, yeah, exactly. Fuck it. But the thing is, it's no, like the thing is, I'm not doing a special. You're a Yankee. You're a Yankee fan, right? Right now, you've yeah. got John Carl Stanton, yeah. Aaron Judge, Barry yeah, I Sanchez. understand what you're saying. And the thing is, no matter what you want, it will make you better. But it might crush you before you get yeah, better. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. it right. depends. So, like when I when when I when understand. I watched that. Gordon do Alex Nichols' show at I forgot the name of that brewery in New Brunswick. I want to say it's dark. I went with you, right? Oh yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, you were there. That's yeah, Hub, City, there. Hub City. Hub City. Hub City. Yeah, and that was a great that's show. That's the one where he killed it. Uh, yeah, and dude, Gordon, no one's the, the, the people before that didn't progressing do that, exactly. That's what depressing. we're trying to do. It was depressing. So then Gordon came up, and I know, Al, and Alex was like. All right, Gordon's got to stay up there for a minute. And sure enough, Gordon did what? Well, he called he did, everyone out. He did I at least he 20. Funny he did 20, least 20, 25 minutes, yeah. and it saved it because but even Dude, he did the same exact shit last night at Crown Tavern. Yeah. You know, there's, uh, there's 12, 13, you know, no, there's 15, 20 people there, and everyone's doing, like, jokes are hitting and stuff, and then Gordon comes on, and he just, he doesn't, 
ease up until he's oh, yeah. getting it his going. Foot, his foot's on the gas right. until he realizes you guys have laughed yourselves we'll out. out. Exactly. But the thing is, and also, I'm yeah. do his he doesn't special. call comedians out though. Gordon, you know, you got keep my Gordon is the premier around here. He's from here. He's been doing comedy. Been doing comedy for a long time too. Well, he ain't just grade, he didn't just start. He didn't just start doing comedy. He's due to pop. This is like this year, last year. Because we did the recorded special with just yeah. the audio, the album. He's up in the city and a lot. He's doing Brooklyn shows. Well, he just, just got Caroline's March why Madness. So initially, what happened was when we did the, uh, we weren't sure the turnout was going to be at 10th Street. At I was so mad that I missed that. Remember, I texted. Remember me? I, I told him the story. I was going to text you the next morning. I'm like, yeah. he's like, you're like, he goes, he texts me. He goes, what are you doing? And I, I'm like, I'm going to Gordon's taping. Right after that, I go on to Twitter. I see all these pictures of Gordon getting. I'm like, it happened last night. What's I went out and got here? drunk. Do yourself a favor. Do yourself a favor. You know, if a girl comes at you. Come, you know, let it happen, but focus on your shit. Trust That's me. That's what I'm saying. Trust Ooh. me. Let me tell you I right I don't now. have the luxury of girls coming at me constantly, sometimes so get I get to focus on my shit. I, if you listen to the old podcast, me and Alex talk about it. Sometimes I, I was clouded in the pussy. Oh, yeah. Doing stuff. Man, listen, I will tell you, there was a it, there was a time in between with my, my last girlfriend where there was a lot of, it was like kind of fake support, so I thought it was support, oh, and then shit. when shit hit the fan yeah. or shit wasn't going as fast as well, it wasn't there. Yeah. And the thing is, I, I, I will happily say I've made at least one, I don't have many regrets in my life. I don't have much, but I will say I, I followed the pussy a little longer than I should have. I've been there, and and then I was like, okay. I think everyone has. It was one of those moments where you ever you ever do you, it, it, it broke up and you're upset, but then all of a sudden, eh, okay, I'm okay with that. Yeah. And, uh, I, and my friends were super, super pussy with pussy yeah. with drugs. You knew yeah. it wasn't gonna work in the long run if that, if that was the case. Fake I'm, support, something I, like that. I say this on stage as a joke, but I knew it was it was done. I was listening to breakup music three years into the goddamn relationship. <laughs> like I knew we did that, but. Gordon <laughs> was playing music with me. I oh, was I literally so listening fun. to breakup music oh in three years into a relationship, and then the fucked up part was it was out like I, I threatened to do it a hundred times, and I never did because the loyalty and pussy just kind of hit me in the face. Yeah. And then at that point, I was like, Jesus fucking Christ! And even now, like right now, in the beginning, I had so many jokes on her, and I didn't want to bring her up. I never wanted to do it. And then as when I got over the whole thing, which literally took me two to three weeks, I just threw myself into work and stuff like that. And my friends were like. How are you okay? And I just like, you know, I, and I say the same line. I was listening to breakup music for three years into the relationship. I stayed with her for another three years. Clearly something was wrong and I didn't do anything about <laughs> yeah. it. So when it ended, it was like, all right, yeah. Yeah, that, that that's basically it. I didn't even right. talk about it. People were like, why did you tell me? I, I didn't think it was worth your time. Like, you yeah. know, that's focus on your shit. A girl will come eventually. Just focus on your shit because until you find that girl who really knows and cares about what you do, Nothing will happen because they will be. They'll they fake, think they they fake, they'll fake it, beginning. or they'll be in the way of what you'll get to a point. Especially with it, comedy, especially when they, especially with comedy, because mm -hmm. especially when they'll think, oh, that's a nice hobby. Yeah. Oh yeah. Of course. It's a hobby. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? That's a hobby. It's like my parents. Yeah. You you <laughs> you do it, and they got it, and they, you gotta have people who believe in you, man. Especially when they know it's a real thing, and yeah. not like you just playing around with your friends, like you're in the sandbox yeah. and shit. You gotta watch out for these girls too who want to be married like by thirty or have oh, kids by thirty two. That's what I was dealing with. I promised you when I was twenty five, the girl I was dating at the time, I thought by twenty five I'd be married with kids, and I thought that was what I wanted. You thought that? I thought that. Oh God! And then, then you woke up. One and day. then I woke up yeah. one day, and I was like, and then that ended, and I go. Now I look back and I go, I'm going to be 35 at the end of this month. Right. I swear, I would go back in time and kick 25-year-old Kevin in the dick. <laughs> what the fuck were you thinking? I was in love. You're stupid. And that's all that was. Right. And, and, and it, it, it was, it 
paid off. There's been no downside to that decision because, I mean, I'm going to have kids and a family at some point, but shit, at 25, I really thought that I thought that was going to happen, and yeah. I'm so happy it didn't happen. Do you know yeah. who Les Brown is? Yes. You you kind of have a Les Brown vibe. I, was, I, I, I appreciate that. I'll really? take that. Yeah, you I'll take that. kind of sound like him, not look like him. He's really older. <laughs> He's super. kind of kind of like Von Miller in a weird way. Oh man, Have my best, my racist, best friend will. How am I racist? <laughs> what am I? <laughs> That's all you gotta say. Say something like that. He'll tick off because he thinks you're being like, serious every you? time. What? No, no, I just think insane. it's hilarious. It's like uh, my best friend. I look will... like old dirty bastard. But... <laughs> no, you look like a fucking horse. God damn That's it! Racist. <laughs> Come on, that. I, I just say that constantly too. No, my best friend, um, Sam Rothney is a diehard Denver fan. She would love the fact if you said that, and she'll <laughs> make fun of me for the next two weeks because that's what she needs to do. <laughs> like, I have the most eclectic group of friends, so she's like this emo chick with, like, purple hair, <laughs> and she's, like, my best friend. So it's really weird. She loves the Broncos. Like, it's fucking obsessive. It's probably the emo girl loves a football team. You Shit. She, and she knows her shit. That's yeah? crazy. She knows her shit. That's, a, that's the fucked up part. I, I try to quiz her, and she always gets it. You got to listen to Les Brown motivational speeches. Kind of like the same vibe. I'll give it a listen. If you got if good you got, shit. Yeah, if you're in the moment. Oh, yeah, we do got good shit. What's yeah. the difference anyway? I'm just saying. But, but it takes what the long But, time. I mean, like, I it's... Care. it's <laughs> It's the beard. Zapier's beard is making him angry right now. But now oh, no, I'm not angry. He just, just, but I like the beard look. No bullshit. See, the, dude, here's the thing with the beard. I've been, I did fucking the, creep. Get the fuck out of here, bro. <laughs> you like Robin you go fucking star in a Honeycombs oh, oh, commercial oh, with those oh, fucking chompers. Oh, 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 you um, motherfuckers. Uh, oh, you sons of bitches. <laughs> I, I actually, I actually, uh, I like to, sh- I like to shave. Last Clean shave, like, like every day. And I'm so hairy that I need to shave every day to every other day for it to be not completely gone. So like two summers ago, I did the beard. I'll probably a little bit shorter than this. And when it gets to when it starts coming like that, it starts to get really annoying for yeah. me. Mm-hmm. It's phase. starting to get to the point where I don't even feel it that much anymore. It's getting long enough. But like when it's getting like that, I would so I would always shave right away. I would always shave. And I was just like, let me just try it out because I actually want to try and get it in decently long and just see how I'm like. I'm gonna get rid of it eventually, but like no, no I'll bullshit. have it, I won't have it. No bullshit. You were on stage last night. And you had the hat low, and yeah. I said, to, and I said to Gordon, I said he looks like a guy who's about to rob a convenience store and is trying to avoid making eye contact with the camera. And you were like this, and the hat was, and he just saw all beard. Jesus Christ! <laughs> what yeah, is if it was a little gray, if it was a little gray, you, got a you little think gray. I look like Robin Williams and fucking Goodwill Hunting? <laughs> Jeez, you, the, the funny part about that is I was actually going to go hang myself in my closet. Oh, so oh, that's the funny part about I mean, that. I mean, how high is this bar? He's a very short guy. You know, I don't but, know. Uh, so, short. so short. No, you actually look like you, someone who would walk around with the jacket that uh, Silent Bob wears and have your dick out and just flash people yes. and run away. I've I mean, done yeah. that. that you've, you've done you that. Look like that <laughs> vibe. I feel. I feel Even that. Alex was going to make a joke, but then didn't. He said you're going to look like a rapist on SVU, but he said you look like a detective on SVU. When you got upstage. I'll stick with the rapist. You, 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 wait, oh, you, Q, Q kept calling me a, ra- a rapist. I'm like, what do all these rapists have beards? Apparently. Spacey ain't have no beard. Shit. Spacey can't grow a beard. That's true. Fuck her in the pussy. That's what you look like. Yeah, I mean, hey. I mean, you know. I, I'm just trying now. I'm going to shave in a couple weeks. Like, I don't care. No, no, let it go. go wait until cool. August. August? I'm yeah. not waiting until August. You're probably going to have to be able to ZZ top that shit. Fucking tie in a goddamn braid. I'm waiting for it to get that. I want to start tugging on it. Shave it. Oh, no, my see, barber no, is Spanish. Hold up, hold up. Mm-mm. My barber learned, Jose. Shout out to Reflections. I learned. I learned very quickly. I went. I, I used to or still do. I've only had three people cut my hair in my life. Jesus. One's married into my family. The rest are in. One's in Florida. One's in in Irvington. After that, I would just oh, yes. shave my head. Right. So recently, I started going to this barber shop that's near me in the Highlands. Mm-hmm. They're all they're minorities, so I was comfortable. 
Because I mean, it's like Atlantic it's Highlands. A little bit north of Long Branch. Like, yeah, a little bit north of Long like, Branch. Like, um, Keyport, kind of. 35 to 45 minutes. Where? Oh, you're, are you by Mount From here? Kind of? Yeah, yeah, I'm not too far. I'm not too far from there. Are you exit 105? No, the, I'm. He's like more, north, like, like. Sandy Hook. Like, like uh, Keyport, like. Okay, okay. Yeah. Aberdeen, Holmdel, like yeah. off some, in that area. There's some good strip clubs over there. Oh, so, yeah. So I'm told. I don't yeah, know. yeah, no, there's, there's, there's a couple of, there's a couple of trucker stop trip go go places. Good. Uh, so what happens is I go there, and I, I've, it was it's a joke, but it's true. I think I finally understand how it feels for a woman when she feels like sexual misconduct happening to her. And the reason why I say that is he was cutting my hair. Right. He's doing my lineup. He pulls out the straight razor, right? So at that point, he pulls the straight razor, does it, and then he goes to my eyebrows. Now, at that point, oh, yeah, I can't yeah. move because if I move... He's going to buck 50 my forehead, and I'm going to need eight stitches. But I tell him not to. He's already started. So now he's starting to kind of kind of sculpt my eyebrows. Yeah. He's like, you cool? I say, nah, man, I'm not, I'm not cool with this at all. What the fuck's happening? He goes, oh, I'm, this is, he's Dominican. He's like, this is a normal thing. I'm like, no, no, it's not. I've Wait, never, where was he holding you? He was, he had the, he they go had like the, this, and they go. He was going to my. He can't do anything. So he'd already oh. started when I, I didn't realize what he was doing. So right. he, I'm like, wait, so now he's got half my eyebrow done. Oh, I guess I have oh, to. Oh, so he was doing your eyebrows without yeah, you asking. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I guess I got to. I guess I got to just lay here and take it. Yeah. And sure enough, he does both eyebrows. And I look at him and he goes, you cool? And I said, I'm not going to This is. This is the most homosexual thing that's ever happened to me in my life. <laughs> and he starts laughing hysterically. He's like, you've never done that? No, no, no. No one's ever touched my eyebrows. He's like, oh, that's at least he can speak English. The people by me don't speak English. Oh, yeah. That's he, he's, the, he's the only person who spoke English in there. But he didn't know I understood him because I understand Spanish. Right. And he said it. And the guy comes to you. He look good. He look good. And like, nah, don't lie to me, bro. Don't do this. And I look in the mirror. I'm like, all right. It doesn't look as bad as I thought. It's but that's that still... You never done my eyebrows either. They I mean, do, my mine are getting like so long that I'll have like, like hairs shoot out of them. So I'll like I'll clip it with a scissors. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, like but he was he just went down like no. Oh, fuck it. All right, here, here, here I am. Here that's I am. A, I can't sneeze or anything. He's gonna eat. Like, imagine sneezing with a razor to your eyebrow. I'm gonna look like I got into a fight with Conor McGregor. Like that. That's <laughs> not, that's not that's not the look you want. Chick stick scars on your arms, not your face. <laughs> I'm not sealed, oh, you know what I mean? Uh, I'm not sealed. I'm not going to have whatever that is on his face. That's hilarious. But, I mean, it, all in all, though, one of the things, I'm very happy you guys brought me on here because Alex spoke highly of you guys, and, I, you know, he, he seems to think Zappia you guys Zappia never does speak highly of me. I, are you an idiot? I, I told him you were anxiety ridden. He, he just doesn't listen. That's his problem. He doesn't listen. The way Zappia, the way Zappia talks and approaches, I say it like my best friend, you just sit there and, you, and I'm, I'm listening, and I just laugh so hard. Because I know how to react to what he's doing. Because he's that's who he is. It's like it's not a front. This is what he is. You know what I mean? And that's a good thing. Those are, that's what makes a good comedy when you are who you are and not trying to be somebody else. There's a lot of comedians who have a shtick, mm-hmm. so to speak, yeah. and it, it doesn't work. It doesn't they work. are scumbag who we thought they were, and they got away with it. The Whatever that didn't fucking invite, uh, coach line was. Uh, he didn't invite Alex tonight. I completely forgot to. I mean, no, I hit him up last night. It's like we're gonna go to Sweeney's and do the pod like seven. You wanna come by? He's like, all right. Oh, I said I was gonna text him we'll here, again. We'd be here but I didn't. three three hours. Oh yeah, he yeah. can talk too. Because we, because I'll go back and forth with him, and he comes up with some of these tags that make me cry. Oh, dude, yeah. I told him straight up. I said, "You tell, I, I will write down. I'm gonna steal a tag." He's like, "Go ahead, you know." And I, I'll, go ahead. I'll, like I, I've written down his tags. I'm, that's going to tags. Script, so. I don't give a shit. Like, it's a tag. It's like the the butt end of a punchline. Yeah. The thing, the the setup. The bring, the it, bring it all the way bring home. Bring it all home. Yeah, yeah. it's like bam. 
And he comes up with things. I'm like, okay, that's funny as fuck. My favorite is when Zapia fails at them and then tells me to edit out and I don't edit it out. <laughs> I've had a couple duds, but what are you gonna do? A couple swing and misses, what, what you, as Alex would like say. People on the farm. <laughs> the, the funny part about that, yeah, but the funny part about that is I made a horse, a horse joke before that and hit, and the farm joke didn't. Right? And Alex is like very similar. Uh, okay. Oh yeah, hack you. No, I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna lie to you. Everyone I, has bombs. I love when when I get the groans or nothing. Like I'll say a joke and then like, ugh. Like so, you hear that face palm. I'm like, yes. I gave a motivational speech. Yes, motivation. uh, motivational speech. Oh my god. He's done one open mic and he didn't. He just did a motivational speech. Technically, I guess they, he said, and they like "I the left." Girlfriend joke. <laughs> he said he left. What the fuck? What kind of friend are you? Yeah, I was trying to, to hit another mic. Thing in Asbury, is he no, I was him? trying to hit another mic. But oh, I got okay. everyone high five. You also didn't pictures. confirm that you were going to go up. You were hesitating. Yeah, so. I know. They like the porn star thing and they like the girlfriend joke and then they like the motivational speech at the end. Um, wait, what? What? Which one you you mean the Anchors Ben, right? Yeah, I was probably going to Anchors Ben, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I mean, Anchor, there's a new or Ali Ali starting Ali May start a new show. Yeah, yeah, at the Dark brewery. City Brewery. Yeah, yeah. Where the she's, fuck's that at? Asbury. Uh, Asbury. She's actually very funny too. She's she's act, but she's trying to do um other stuff, film stuff. She, I think she filmed some stuff as well, and she writes. She's a bit of a perfectionist by her own words, right? But she's the, trying to do. I think all comedians should always have that extra avenue because yeah. it only helps what you do. And it doesn't hurt it because yeah. comedy is just you standing up there and you you know telling jokes. But if That's you're a writer, I, need to hear. I like to write. Yeah. I want to write. Too. You like yeah. to write. You yeah. get to write. The writing. You. I, I used to go up. On, I went up in the beginning to just practice, to just try new stuff that I wrote into a script to see what gotcha. that reaction would be. Right. It's like having a focus. That's a good group. idea. Yeah. You know, it's like here's a focus group. Let me say these one liners I have for this character and see what the fuck goes down. Right. I'm like, all right, no, that's a dud. That's a dud. Yeah. And since I'm not fucking shy. I don't mind getting stared at because I've been stared at my whole entire life. Of course. So if I dud or bomb, fuck it. it yeah. You know, I, you know, get off the stage and come back and do it again. You know, yeah. so it's interesting. But yeah, I think you know that that mic's gonna be really cool. I think I think it's gonna. There's a lot of mics in that one. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I don't know if she. Oh, Alex said he called. She called him to book him. So she. I guess she's trying to make it a, sh- a full show. Yeah. I, and she's trying to do two shows in one night. Yeah, I think in she's two different doing, rooms in that building. Yeah, I don't think I've been and, there. Yeah. One's an open mic and one is a set show. That's it. Yeah. So now, but that's on Thursday, and then they're gonna be they're, they're gonna be on Thursdays. Yeah, I think they're trying on to hit Thursday, that. Oh, and yeah. then because then. Uh, Anchor's been was Thursday, now it's Friday. Oh, you're right, yeah, yeah. yeah it yeah. might go back to Thursday yeah, in the summer, she said, though, because yeah. they're closed on Thursdays, I think, in the winter or whatever. Yeah, and then... Um, and then yeah, Asbury Park, We yeah, Asbury Park's a good spot. Yeah, it really is. I'm trying to move up north, so if that goes through, I don't know how often I'd be able to go down there, but Asbury... The shore, you'd imagine the Jersey Shore, like, it, uh, you know, it attracts a lot of people, especially in the summers, oh, obviously. Summer's gonna be crazy. You should. I would be... Sh- you. Sh- we should try to be pushing comedy shows in those t- towns oh, yeah, in the, the summer. Oh, yeah, the summer's going to be nuts. I mean, Hag's got a couple of summer shows, so of I know that, that they're going to do well. Yeah, hopefully this brewery. Yeah, blows man, up it, too. so I mean, but the shore is crazy, and uh, you know, living there, living on the Jersey Shore, and then seeing it was warm for a second. You had half naked broads out there. Oh, yeah. like, Jesus Christ, what the hell's going on? Yeah. Where have I moved to? Because I've only been down there for like since. Well, yeah, you, yeah, because I, I, you're more out west. I'm about 15 minutes from the from the ocean, so I'm. I grew up on the Jersey Shore. Obviously, going to the beach every summer yeah. and always being there. But yeah, and I went to school. I went to Seton Hall, so I moved when I moved up to South Orange. You know, you guys like I started meeting people who were more out. I've I you know I grew up at the shore, so everyone I knew was from the area. We're ten minutes, fifteen minutes from the beach. Then I move up to I, I went to college. See no, yeah, yeah, okay. I you went to prep, high school, right? No, yeah, or, uh, uh, Columbia, but I hate. You went to Columbia, Hall, yeah, yeah. I oh hate, yeah. yeah, I hate. Yeah, you were yeah. Thirty four well. years old. I hate Seton Hall prep. Hate them now. Yeah. 
all those kids. I would I would I would literally play basketball and body those six-year-old <laughs> kids like they were grown men. I hate yeah. to see the whole practice. Yeah, but so that's what. So I started meeting kids from like Bergen County and Hackensack and you know out west, and they're like, if we want to go to the beach, it was a full day trip. Oh, yeah, and, yeah. and I'm like, oh yeah. yeah, shit, you guys are in this state where the shore is pretty much the number one tourist attraction, yep. but it's a whole thing for you guys because you're so freaking far. I, I started meeting in, kids I, from Newark and Maplewood and South Maple, Orange. Yeah, one, of my, the, one of my friends, Grace. I, that's why I was asking you when I first asked you if you went to Columbia. One of my best friends, Gracie, who I started with, he's technically the first person I ever did stand up with at Stand Up New York mm. in the city about two and a half years ago. Went to Columbia. Mm. He's like 26. 20 though, so he graduated like 2010. But he's got an older brother. I forget his name. Last name's Gene, though. They're from Haiti. Or they're Haitian. Wait, wait, um, wait. J-E-A-N is the last what? name. All right, wait, because I know what... Yeah, born and raised... Or bo- he was from East Orange, but moved to Maplewood when he was okay, little. Okay, that... I, now he's in Union. That could be Francois. He's, he's fucking hilarious. He kind of... as Did I he play he, a sport? Or is he just... I think track. Okay, yeah, I know. All right, I know who it is. I know who it is. You I, probably recognize yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, I, mean. I recognize him automatically. Or his one. older brother is probably closer to your age. Yeah. But um, for sure. but I, yeah, I'm trying to get him back out on the scene because he just having job job struggles and stuff. So he kind of quit as of right now. But he's too a, funny to, to quit. It's such a hard. It's such like I give you guys credit. Like from a guy from who's just started calling himself a comedian, I give you guys credit. It's hard. It's hard to go out there open mic. You don't know when your show if you're gonna get a show if you're gonna get paid for that show. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. You know, you don't know any of that shit. It, it, it it's super hard to continue to want to keep doing it. That's why I always he says say, he wants to quit all the time. Well, yeah, because I mean, I don't think any, I don't think I've met anyone outside of maybe one person that's oh, I'm just gonna keep doing this shit. And then you go up there, and you go ah. Yeah, Fuck. you kill you want you like oh yeah baby and then yeah. one bomb you're like oh, I better I, quit I better, I'm done like come on I so I always I like Who being knows? that fly on the wall kind of watching because it's it's very interesting that's what exactly what you are sweetie it just it I'm just yeah. got to be creepy sometimes you got that creepy deep that <laughs> 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 fucking from Hey Arnold yeah exactly Classic over I was trying to think of his name I, I don't know his name that. Eugene no he was the maybe it was Eugene. Uh-huh. I'm gonna, that's gonna. I'm gonna look that up. But yeah, uh-huh. he, just gotta be a creep sometimes. You gotta watch because yeah. again, going back to the clickiness of it all, you gotta watch. You see how people. I'm a. I'm a people watcher sometimes. Sometimes I go in the city and I'll sit in the park and you know write. And you, you you hear the conversations and shit. It's fucking nuts. So you uh-huh. people watching is good, but from a comedic standpoint, it's hard, man. I I, I give before I when I was writing just writing for you guys get. Tremendous amount of credit to get there be gluttons for punishment, getting bodied in the wrong room, or <laughs> going yeah. to you know, bombing, or hell, there are people who are open mic. You're bombing. Who open mic and have only done open mics, essentially. So, you know what I mean? Like, okay. you know how many people get. I, uh, my bomb is uh, sold out show at freaking Greenwich in the back in the summer. That was my, that was an actual show bomb. Open mic bombs are different than a show bomb. Yeah, like the Tim, Tim. <laughs> You know how many people I'm gave me retard. shit? Yeah, you see, you see, you well, see how angry yourself. you are. Yeah, angry out there. Like, he's like, he ooh, look at that, look at that. Go put your finger in hot water, you bitch. <laughs> Tim Lowe, when I said I was doing I Tim Lowe's just... thing, uh, his uh, comedy show, man, if you knew the shit, if you knew the shit I was getting, because they were like, what has he done? What has he done? What is he? Well, why is he? Why is he thinking he's? I love the fact that Tim Lowe came up and was like, I want to do my own special. And I'm like, that's balls. Let's do it. Yeah. Because what do you, what, what the fuck are you waiting for? What the fuck right. do you have to lose? Yeah. If he bombs, fuck it. You got on video. It's out there. You'll bounce back. And it's a hard. It's a fat chance he's gonna put bomb. it out. <laughs> yeah, You're promoting yourself. A lot of people who like you and know you're funny are gonna be there. Like, yeah. it's, it's, it's just like, for him, for for people to say, oh, what's he there for? I I think no one should wait for someone to tell them something's good. 
that's, that's the word of yeah. wisdom for you? Yeah, that's why I said that earlier. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because in the end, if you're waiting for someone to tell you it's good, it's it's not going to happen. Yeah. Not anytime soon. You got to yeah. be persistent. You've got to be persistent. Yeah. If you create your own stuff and keep creating it, you're doing something better than anyone else is because you're creating your own shit. Exactly. If you're waiting for some big way to come. You got a lot of naysayers, come, you know. Yeah, oh yeah. Listen, the them. world, the world, fuck them. There's a world full <laughs> of haters. They're going to come and tell you, not because they don't want you to succeed, but you're doing something they can't do. Right. That's the bottom line. Tim Lowe got hated on because he's doing something that someone said he doesn't deserve. Who, who told him that? Who told you that he doesn't deserve, deserve to do kind of deserve? What is that? What does he's that putting mean? his fucking name out there. Yeah, put his name out there. If it goes wrong, it goes wrong. If it goes right, it's great. But, 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 why, but why, why should he wait? Should he mm-hmm. wait until someone comes up, okay, mm-hmm. Tim, you are now ready for your own special. Well, fuck that. Make right. your own shit. If you got the resources, you got the people who can do it, make it happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what you're supposed to do. But if you're going to spend your life waiting for someone to say, oh, good boy. Oh, my God. This is so good. Fuck that. Yeah. You know? So, so uh, all right, let's start. No, hold on. What are you saying? Fuck off. I was going to start wrapping up. Hold I on. want to, promo- to uh, describe hold and promote the web series. Traveling the world, tra- uh, traveling the world, Sweet, fucking European bitches, and uh, <laughs> writing <laughs> scripts, doing all this stuff. What do you yeah, think right. are the keys to success for someone listening? Because you said it's about who you know and everything like that. But how do people get in this realm? And what is something that, like, the keys to success, things that you're good and passionate about? What uh, have you learned? Like top five things that someone could take away from this. Okay, top five things. Uh, one, persistence. Um, you're going to hear a lot of no's, no matter what. Uh, two, um, haters are going to hate, and you can't care. You can't care. You can't care what people say. You got people who who you should take. There are people. There's a handful of people you should care for what they have to say. For for 99.9 percent of the people on this planet, fuck them. They're always going to find something to complain about. 100. That's me. Um, uh, three. Uh, I would probably say you're going to you you have to let go. You have to things are going to go bad, shit's going to go bad. Things aren't going to go your way. If you dwell on that shit, the shit's over. You you got to let it go. It happened. The worst thing you could do if you fuck up, if I burned that piece of paper, paper's not coming back. Now with say you letting go, like say if you're you're a shitty comedian and like you just want to give up or you just keep No, going. no, no, no. If you're a shitty comedian, work harder, but don't always think of the shitty things you do as a comedian. Mm-hmm. If you write bad jokes, then get better writing better jokes. You can go up. If you're willing to keep going up on stage and people keep telling you you suck, you know, honestly, there's a, to- there's a point where someone's hating and there's a point where someone's like, okay, look, you need to go, go to work. You know what I mean? Yeah. But if you have a bomb, fuck that bomb. It's okay. It happens. You're doing something. Always remember when you do something wrong and you can't fix it, you can't fix it. And... Anyone who says otherwise and they try to make you dwell on it, those are people who can't do what you do. You're special. Mm. You are special for what you do because even though there's a lot of you, you're still, there's not, you, comedians make up less than a percent of what the people in this country, there are more people who would rather, who can't even stand up in front of five There's more black have. people. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. There's more Jews. <laughs> there's more Jews. Yeah. So in, in that sense, there are people who can't even stand up in front of five or seven people and talk in public speaking. Mm-hmm. You get on in front of ten or a hundred people and tell jokes that can go bad or good, especially in the black room. <laughs> go bad, but they'll, let you, sure. they'll let you know. They'll let you know. So that's and that's three. The the fourth one is create, uh, create as much as you can, even if it looks shitty, uh, because you can pick up a camera. A movie made from three iPhones won Sundance. Get the fuck out of here. Oh, is that true? It's called Tangerine. <laughs> Look it up. It. They made that. They didn't have a lot of money to, to do anything production cost-wise. Post-production, then when saw it, it's, all right, let's, let's do this. Let's make this happen. You have to create. You can't wait till somebody tells you 
this is going to be cool, mm-hmm. you have to make it. Even if it's a sketch, it could be in this basement. Make it content because I just got used to the whole idea of making content. Like, but the thing is, those micro shorts were practice for me as a, a cinematographer, but it also puts out content. Yeah, you get to a, all of a sudden you get a film festival. Someone likes it as a proof of concept. Boom! Now you've got a bigger thing in front of you. That's right. that's awesome. And the fifth thing is, whatever you create is yours. And what and, and the important thing is, even if someone, even if the whole world doesn't like what you create, you made that. That's yours. And because of that, you should keep doing it. You're people who do things, you know, some things run their course. But create what is yours and then take it like it's your baby. That's your child. There's a million. I was Wank Bank. People read that yeah. script. People were like, holy shit, this is fucked up. And it's funny. I thought it was a porn. Yeah. They're like, is it a porn? I just said, no, it's not a porn. But then they, they see the trailer and the people who saw it, like, wow, this is fucking funny. Yeah. And the thing is, there were people who told me, they were, they were I don't want to. I don't, you know, I don't think it's a good idea. Yeah, those people are scared. Fuck that. I can yeah. tell you. That's for to, listeners used to, used to being rejected, saying no. Oh yeah, that's, yeah. That's all Hollywood is. Everything is. Right. I'll tell you right now. Between basketball, if if you met twenty people that knew me from high school and you told them that I was going to play basketball for eleven years overseas and with the team I had around me, they'd call you a fucking idiot. Mm-hmm. It was more because I outworked people. That's gotcha. what it was. I got better. Someone told me I suck. I got better. There were people who were already better, and then by the time I caught up to them, I just blew by them. K- Kale, here's the thing that I don't understand. I'm learning. Uh, I read Charlemagne's book. I don't know if you're familiar mm-hmm. with Charlemagne. And mm-hmm. it, one of his principles in the book is fuck your dreams if it's not your dream. So, for instance, a lot of African-American players want to be uh, – oh, people want to be athletes, mm-hmm. and they think they're going to be athletes, or he thought he was going to be a rapper. He sucked at rapping. Yep. He realized he sucked at rapping, but he had a gift for radio. Yep. What I'm saying is like the whole producing thing, comedian thing, obviously something should work out with somebody, but how do you really know? Like, how do you know something's your dream and something's not? I know passion counts, but how do you know? As cocky as it sounds, it, it's, because, it's because I'm me. I, know, I knew I was going to play basketball. I knew once I was done playing basketball, I was going to go into film. It wasn't a dream for me. It was an eventuality. This is what I'm going to fucking do. Mm-hmm. And I think when, I, for my interpretation of fuck your dreams, if it's someone else's, if you're playing basketball because you want to be LeBron James, you're doing this the wrong way. Or if you see like rappers getting yeah. bitches if and money. Oh, yeah. I want bitches I want and money. bitches and money. But if you're passionate about your craft. Then you're it. not trying to be, if you're passionate about your craft, whatever that is, you're not trying to be LeBron James. You're trying to be, Kevin you Martin. might look up to him, but yeah, yeah, but you're trying mm-hmm. to be who you are. You're trying to be Dave Chappelle, but you look up to them. Exactly. Yeah. Like Shaq is like like the re- like one of the main Jersey reasons boy. I play. Shaq is like basketball wise means the world to me. Was I trying to be Shaq? No. Did people compare that? Sure. I was trying to be Kevin Martin. That's all I was trying to be, and go as hard as Kevin Martin can go in those things. So, for my interpretation of that is, Fuck, he says, fuck your dreams if it's someone else's. If you're not playing basketball because you love playing basketball, you should not be playing basketball because it's going to get harder. You want to play D1 sports. You play professionally. You're going to give up life. There are people that I'm never going to see again who died while I was gone. I gave up life for that because I love doing it. So that is that one line is, is fucking brilliant. So if you love what you do and that's oh, what you Oh, you like that do, principle? I love it. It's, I love it because in the end, you shouldn't be doing for anyone else but yourself. And you shouldn't yeah. try to be someone else but yourself. You're good at what you do. Be better at it. And you want to be great at what you do. He also says that someone else, that you have a gift. Think of it as a Christmas tree, and there's presents. That everyone has a Christmas tree, and there's all gifts. Mm-hmm. You got to figure out what your gift is. Yep. That one gift. Yeah, and when you get it, you got to hold on to that shit tight, and you've got to build upon it. You have to. 
once I realized someone, someone professionally as a non-professional writer said, Kevin, you're really gifted at, you're probably one of the best writers I've seen at dialogue. And you're doing comedy, yeah. and it's it all it's, and it's all. And it, so gotcha. I basically took that and just just, just kind of grew off of that dialogue this is good wisdom, and interaction. Zappy doesn't get it. If you're hey, good, listen, Zappy. If you're Zappy. good at it, listen, young Zap. Bust your ass for it, right? You know, because in the end, like I said, you're a comedian. Yeah, people are gonna tell you you suck, or they tell you you're good. But in the end, you're not trying to please them. You're trying to please you until you get to that point where people mm. care what you have to mm-hmm. say. So it's like it's like what I said the George Clooney thing earlier. No one gives a fuck about some of the stuff we do. Mm-hmm. But when you when they do, it's because you got to that point where you're like, you're going to care because I'm good at this shit. Right. Never doubt that. You can say you suck, but don't back off. Mm. Never doubt that shit because in the end, what you have is a gift. It's a power. It's a superpower. 100%. It's what you, because you do something no one else can do or a very small population of, the, of this world can do. Mm. That's super important. There are people who are, Better writers that were, were better writers than me, I'll tell you right now, you can put me anywhere against any writer right now. I will take them down. There's not a thought in my head. Because in the end, I paid, I busted my eyes, I paid my dues, I know what I'm doing. And that's because I believed. So in the end, that's that's the most important thing. You know, the first one, fuck, you know, fuck your reasons if they're someone else's. And then finally, that gift. Build on that gift. If you're a good writer. I went from writing to writing for comedians to screenwriting to, to mm-hmm. doing short stories that turned into directing, cinematography, and all the creatives in between. That's what you do. If you're good at comedy, you're good at comedy, let's, let's turn that to writing, let's make some sketches, let's put that in the podcast, anything that could expand upon that centerpiece of your, what you are. That's important. Put it into perspective. Put, yeah, KL with the knowledge. Uh, this um, is the one thing you might have did right. You said I got this guy fu- KL. Yeah, and you <laughs> fucking and you were lazy and weren't didn't want to be consistent. I was like, the dude has been around. He's gonna fucking be on the podcast. Deal with it. I'll I'll talk I, the whole I time if you want. I of course, he didn't fucking me Another personal example, me. actually. Before right, we go, I like getting knowledge. And I do. I want to promote some stuff. All right, hold on. Um, for instance, uh, I was telling Alex and Zapia, like you know how you like they the comedians like talking to a crowd and not getting anything back. I like getting stuff back. That's why I like interviews, like Human Connection, Oprah style, Howard yeah. Stern, Oprah. Absolutely. But I'm just trying to figure out my ways like them as well, and like that's why I'm trying to tickle in the comedy and do other stuff. Well, that's podcast, the podcast, radio, the pod, TV, you know, the podcast YouTube. you're doing. This is great, and you know, despite what SoundCloud did, <laughs> it's it's still great. Yeah, we, we got it's got to be consistency, though. That's what I've been trying to tell him. Yeah. So we, the last episode we did was Alex. That's two, almost two months ago. You know, it's you got to. No, you put out your your bits and shit. No, you put out. You've put out your solo stuff in between and stuff because you'll do you'll do current events by yourself and stuff. But I'm saying, yeah, hip hop Like he said, it put, just keep putting it out. If it's shit, it's shit. It's, but it, get it out there. It's like. Me and Trey have a, a podcast called Hot Takes and Sausage. It took him, <laughs> it took me four years to get him I'm off not his that ass. Bad. Four years. He talked about he had the logo forever. Took him four years. Finally got it. We've been doing it once a week for the last mm, two, three weeks. <laughs> it's been great. I listened to your podcast after finding out. I went down and listened to a bunch of them, and I go to Trey. I'm like, Yo, okay, yeah, we. We got. We got to get. We we have to sound like this. This is. Cool I, I feel shit. like I'm fucking you terrible. Should, you I'm should feel great about. I can't that. believe that. You're not terrible. Like, I got. I, I was like, I, I'm I, not fucking pathetic. He got ripped apart by some radio station manager the other night, so he feels I, like shit now. I, I will always give credit where credit is due. I will tell you right now. I listened. I was like, yeah, we got to do this. Let's get this going. This is what it's got to sound like. Mm-hmm. And you've got a good thing here. So I'm just curious. Once, man. once, once a week is nothing. You can do once a week. 
You can, people love coming on and hearing themselves talk. I know. I was talking to myself. It got lonely about hip hop news. Hey, it was getting hits, but it was lonely. But yeah, that's the thing is, I was talking to my dude, fucking self. I I, prom- I jokingly said I'm going to come up with a podcast called The Confessional, where it's just me telling stories of all the shit I did in Europe. <laughs> like just tell like, in in joking manner. But I'm just going to tell stories. It's probably going to be just me, and maybe a couple of teammates or ex teammates or whatever. But I was I was thinking of. But then the thing is, I know that's interesting. What you're doing here is interesting. This Thank is you. something right. worthy of listening to. So just like once a week, you know. Consistently doing it, yes. Know, and build. Sweeney, and yeah, and you, and I how just do started you, doing this because you, you had a new you, different host that moved to LA. So yeah, we were, I'm, I'm brand new. Pop, he uh, just brought me on, and today was like the first that. time he called me a co-host. So <laughs> thanks. Yeah. I, but I would, I would interview people before they blew up. Like even like Rotimi, he before like I, I before Power. I think I interviewed season two, and he got big season three. Yeah. And I was like, so what happened? Like I, I predicted what was going to happen. Like Fifty Cent still alive and all that. Yep. And he wouldn't answer. He laughed. Yeah. But uh, yeah. And then you can go interviews. back and find those guys. They remember that you, yeah, got, you, you know, and, and they'll come and they'll probably come back through. Yeah, and that's the thing. You've got that's, the, right. the that's another thing. I don't know what to like. I might like say say if I don't work out on the camera, management behind the scenes. Since yeah. I have a knack for finding talent. Yeah, so. that's what I'm saying. You've got the foundation for those things yeah. to build upon it. You can get every one of those people who were on your show once back because you were on the show once. You were there. They were there. Every celebrity, every artist would love to come back to where they were because the ones that are close to down to earth are never going to forget. But keep it based in mentality. That's what my name is. Yeah, so you just, you know, get Lil Dicky. He's like, hey, you know, hit him up with an email. Yeah. Or hit him up. You can find him. You can find anybody these days. Not yeah. beating a dead horse, but before we leave, we'll promote it. Relax. Yes. How do you how do you stop the Zappia syndrome? And me too, where you got a lot of <laughs> stuff going on. You just don't get anything done. Just take that's, the action. That's, I'm saying that's my syndrome. It's not my syndrome. It's yours. <laughs> I ain't got <laughs> shit going on. Is it great when you got, I get him going? Fine. I, stand, I like stand-up like comedy. took four years to do the podcast. And I like to write, but I'm How lazy. How the fuck do you do it? Just do it. Like, you, you got How does it work out? Not only does he have to believe Stop talking in himself, about it doing it. but you, yeah, basically, and you got to believe, like, it, it, you got to really believe in someone to keep like, yo, you got to fucking do this. But in the end, he still had to do it himself. I can give him all the, and then, but he's got to finally do it. And it, finally, I think he just got to the point where he's like, I'm trying to do more than just this. And I think it was because he was like, I'm not doing anything else. I'm like, but he's a, Trey's a very good actor. He's a super yeah, good actor. Yeah, he told actor. me that. And he's, he's, but he, he's done radio. And he's, if you listen to those podcasts, you could tell he's polished as fuck. And I'm like, why aren't you utilizing this? And he doesn't know how, in his head, he didn't know how to do that. Mm. And then it took me years of going, yo, do what you're good at. There's nothing wrong with doing what you're good at. Right. And he finally got it. And now he's got mm. it and then the podcast mm. is going. So in the end, it's just about to get out of that mode, so to speak. Right. You have, if, as a friend, if you're not the person who has to get out of the mode, you have to be on that person until you annoy the fuck out of them. Yeah. I feel. It took me three years to do radio. I was scared. But I was like, I'll do radio. No one will see me. I won't be anxious. Exactly. No more yeah. being scared for what? You're on, like you said, you're a voice behind the, you're a voice behind the radio. Yeah. It's fine. Who cares? You got nothing to be scared of. People are going to tell you you suck all the time. You could be perfect. People are going to tell you you suck. Yeah. It happens. Yeah. All, just assume... Assume people are going to say bad things, so when the good things come, they feel better. But they're always, no one's going to, it's a thankless world. They're never going to give you what you want. So you got to take what you want by doing what you want. I don't know about you, too. Also, it seems like friends, they like love it at first, and after a while, they, they're they over it. They fade. And, you put you, and, in, and they in the end, it. they're going to go. That computer, this mic, you're, the people who are with you are going to be with you. Yeah. I have the same few friends with, in film that I work with all the time. They've been with me from this jump. 
Like, and I've added one new person throughout the entire process. And we're doing the right things, making new friends in different realms. Like, comedy, yes, so, you know, yeah. reaching into other things, networking, making things. Besides better. being friends with Tapia, I yeah. feel like everything else is valuable. <laughs> I, I just, he's gonna. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't care. Shit. I love, gonna, he's literally. Like, he knows Tapia. he's the real piece of shit, so he just throws on me. <laughs> he's he's, he's, he's like <laughs> one of my favorite people in Jersey. I promise you, he doesn't even realize it. Yet. He's just, he's. He always comes at me with jokes, so I always hit him back. It's funny. Yeah, have to. All right, before we get out of here, you mentioned it. You got Wank Bank premiering. It's a web series, so just you know, you can uh, quickly go over that. Okay, so and Wank Bank, what you're expecting? Got nudes. Uh, hello, uh, J- Jasmine presents <laughs> Wank Bank the series. Uh, it's at wankbankthe Um, we're supposed to check that out. Uh, that's going to be amazing. I think it was a lot of fun. We're actually writing. I'm actually writing season two with oh. Tiz. And Franco Danger. Oh, shit. Um, Hell yes. Yeah, uh, yeah so can we check out the first season? So that's going to be fun. Um, so that should be out by the end of the month. Okay. Uh, and then um, I'm... Anything else you're promoting? Yeah, whatever uh, you want. Let's see. Well, Kaleidoscite Films, K-A-L-E-I-D-O-S-I-G-H-T Films, all one word, dot com. That has a lot of my work on there. Okay. I'm working on a micro, uh, a micro short trilogy, which is kind of like an espionage black mirror called uh, Intel Ghoul. Oh, uh, we've already got three out right now. We're filming three more oh, uh, nice. in uh, throughout March. And uh, Tim Lowe's comedy special, yep. uh, Garwood at Crosswords, Garwood, New Jersey. Doors at 7, uh, opens at 8, February 25th. Very cool. excited for that. Kate Nichols, Gor- uh, Gordon Biggerbone, uh, Ariel Leedy, Pat Goldsmith, Ray Gibbs, Tim Lowe. Cool. And we can find you on? Uh, Instagram, codename underscore Leon. Same thing on Twitter. Um. Yeah. Add me. Oh, you're on Twitter. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Are you on Instagram? Yeah. Same. On same on Twitter and uh, code name underscore Leon on Twitter and Instagram. Those are my my platforms. All most. right. Cool, yo. Thanks for coming out. Thanks. I know for it's a hike me. for you. So and oh, yeah, I see no. you all all the time. So yeah, I'm appreciate around, you coming so out. I appreciate you guys having me. All know, right. Bring, but if you ever you need someone to talk it up, talk it up. I'm here. Hell yeah. We didn't get to talk Thanks about Get Out or Black Panther and stuff like that, but it's cool. We'll talk about it another time. We're gonna do consistent more more episodes, so we'll be. We got. We have K L Martin here. All right, guys. He was that's calling it. himself Kevin the whole time. Thank you. He was calling you Kale. Don't matter. Don't uh, Kale's a film thing, but you know everyone calls me Kevin, uh, like family wise. But you got a what, you got a nickname, street yeah. name. Uh, actually, my high school nickname was the Big Show, which was really funny. I was <laughs> well, a huge, I was show. a big, big, big show fan. Did you kill? Did you kill it? No. We oh, still we're still on. Oh, okay. <laughs> you can't just do a closing and then just start going into more shit. Come on, why a, not? This is we, a closing. We're, 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 this is a closing. You're talking right about each other's company. I'm, God damn, I'm just trying to make it professional. Oh, get Zapier. the fuck out of here. I don't understand. I, I, I think I know how to, I can handle it. He looks like the this lost Affleck brother. Funny. He looks I, like the lost Affleck I would kill for that. <laughs> I don't want to be Casey, though, because he's a rapist. The hack comedian Tom Zappi. Give it up for this <laughs> fucking <laughs> Mr. Ed. New co-host. All right, we're good, right? Yeah, right. Anything oh, else? Any, no more words of wisdom? Nothing? Uh, no, no, Dude, no. Kale spin facts on that shit, so... Okay. Thank you. We're out. Later.